everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room, where we talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number 16, where we're discussing 75 years of Captain America in comics and film. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. And this is always the spot where I have like this dead space in my mind where I have no idea how to segue between introduction <laughs> and and actual talking about news and stuff like that. I'm always like, I always have this moment of panic when I'm just like, oh shit. How like, do you get into this? <laughs> how do I segue from saying my name to this? So I decided that maybe I would express that right here. <laughs> Anyways, did you go see Batman vs. Superman this weekend? Nope. No, I didn't. Neither did anyone else. <laughs> didn't, think, <laughs> didn't think you were going. <laughs> no, I didn't manage to make it there. But if you'd like to hear our comments on that, go back one episode and check them out. That's right, episode 15. <laughs> but uh, so there was a really steep second week drop off for Batman vs. Superman. Oh. And that was something that we kind of played around with a little last week. We talked yep. about and kind of speculated that maybe we're going to see something like a 50 plus percent drop. Mm-hmm. But it looks like we actually got somewhere along lines of 70%. Huge. Yeah, this is one of the biggest drop-offs for a movie that made $100 million plus. Yeah. Ever. I think it's like number five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's seen at 51.8 yeah. million. So, and then that was compared to the 166 that it yeah. pulled in last week. That's so it's really cool. heavily front-loaded, which you usually yeah. see with movies like yeah. this, right? Yeah, But this seems to be a lot bigger of a drop-off than you do see with, say, like a Jurassic World yes. or a Star Wars or Age of Ultron, some of those big time movies. Definitely. Usually seeing some of these, again, pulling in over $100 million their second weekend. Yeah. And we didn't really see that here. So it looks like maybe the reviews and that are starting to catch up Definitely. with it. And the, the audiences are, and the critics are starting to kind of be on the same page here, yeah. it looks like now. Yeah. yeah, which is interesting. It's interesting to see that progression through time. You get kind of this hype machine running through and running people into the theaters for the yes. first weekend. But it's really that second weekend where you do see the word of mouth affecting things. Like, if someone were to come and ask me and say, should I go see Batman versus Superman? Right. Someone that's really not, maybe not into the, the genre particularly, but likes you know some of the Marvel movies, the X-Men movies, mm-hmm. like Man of Steel or something like that, I would say, you know, if you're a fan... Yeah. maybe go check it out. Yeah. But, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't particularly say, you know, drop everything and go watch this. It's film. a hard movie to sell. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. And, you know, there's so much momentum going into it, but that's going to be completely deflated. Yeah. The the replay value is just not all there. It's it's a long movie. Um, I think Batman has a huge uh, a huge part in the, in the in the money that it's made. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. Deadpool in its second weekend made $58 million. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it didn't have as big of a front end on it. Right. Like it was still $135 million or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But you're, you're talking about uh, one single character, kind of a one-off character that Fox didn't really have that much faith in. Exactly. And it our film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're seeing this. And it's interesting. But, that you know, that's nothing kind of to turn our nose up at really because it's made like something like $680 million globally. Yeah, it's, it's, it's huge. Yeah, so it's doing big money. You know, it's done mm-hmm. already more than Iron Man, yeah. Iron Man 2, Thor of the Dark World, Man of Steel. So yeah. it is, and it's starting to creep up towards, you know, the Winter Soldier, which made wow. just over $700 million. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, which is a bit closer to $800 million. Right. So we're probably going to see it land in that range. But yeah. do you think it has the legs to get to a billion dollars? I don't, and which is unfortunate because for a movie that has Superman and Batman, two of the most iconic superheroes in, yeah. ever, it should make that billion mark, no problem. It should. Yeah. You know, it should be running at a pace of, like we said before, like an Avengers, an Age of Ultron. Definitely. It has that. Based on the fact that you do have Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman. Mm-hmm. And we discussed all this kind of stuff in the last podcast. But mm-hmm. it's interesting to see how this thing is progressing. And I agree. I do yeah. not think it's going to have the legs to no. make the billion dollars. Definitely not. The hardcore fanboys out there that love this film, I think they're they're probably going out there and seeing it again. Yeah. But for the most, most of the other people out there... 
not really and feeling it. As and much. the crazy thing is too, there's not a lot of competition, right? You've no. got like Disney's Utopia, yeah, Family Two, film. I think. Yeah. yeah, and it's doing pretty well, but yeah. it's not like anything's coming out because like nothing big comes out until Civil War drops, yeah. right? And it's and we're probably gonna see you know this drop off. I don't think it's gonna plateau. I think we're gonna continually see this. It Definitely. might have a couple weekends at twenty five million or whatever, right? But it's probably gonna end its run somewhere around the time of Civil War, yeah. which is you know basically a month in theaters wow. making kind of substantial money. Yeah. You know, just to compare for drop-offs. Oh, yeah. Not comparing quality or anything <laughs> like that. So, DC fans, don't get all up in arms about this. But last year's Fantastic Four... Oh, boy. ...had a 68% drop-off. Wow. In its second weekend. And it didn't make near the money and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you can't really compare the two. But mm. if we're looking at kind of a relative comparison of drop-offs of a particular movie, mm-hmm. it's in line with Fantastic wow. Four. It doesn't have near the... You know, it's still around 28, 29% Rotten Tomatoes. I think right. Fantastic Four is at like 9 or something. <laughs> sub It is a better movie still. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, we, I will yeah, 100% <laughs> agree with you there. It is a much better yeah, movie. definitely. Uh, even though the structuring is, is a bit off. But yeah. it's a much better movie than yeah. Fantastic Absolutely. Four. Absolutely. <laughs> So, a little bit more interesting news coming out of the DC world. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg made yeah. a statement that he is not returning for Justice League Part 1. That's interesting. Are so, we going to spoilers here at all a little bit with this? or? Yeah, I think yeah. we're going to spoilers. Okay. Like, it's all speculation from our end. It's not yeah. like we have a pipeline to exactly. <laughs> Snyder yeah. or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. And if and if we did, he would have severed it last week, <laughs> I think, particularly yeah. with myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting because the way uh, BVS ends, you know, Lex clearly implies that he's going to return. He has this big scheme going yeah. on, right? So you, as an audience, you think this guy's going to return for sure in, yeah. in the, the next Justice League movie. Yeah, when right. it's a, you know, and like he might be just going to the background, you know, mm-hmm. he might be a character that someone goes and visits, but he seemed to be heavily implying in the movie that he knew that something was up, something was coming, yes. right? Darkseid was coming or whatever. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And I even read a rumor that Darkseid might not be the villain for just Yeah, Super that's Wars. that's that's weird. Yeah, that's I thought weird. it was like Atlantis or something. Wow. I don't know, I can't remember the character's name. I'm not but, familiar with yeah. it. But it might be kind of a warm up for the Justice League wow. before Justice League Part Two. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of that might be more speculation and stuff yeah. like that. Because it's weird because they drop like the mother box in the whole cyborg scene, which is very related to uh, Dark Side, Dark Side, <laughs> Death Side, new character. Yeah, Dark Side. So there's there's little hints there. We we see the big Omega symbol for yeah. Dark Side. So the Parademons. Yeah, the Parademons. There's yeah. so much Dark Side stuff sprinkled all over throughout the movie. It would be right to put them in there, but. Who knows? It seems like what concerns me about this movie again, and this isn't to go off about this movie, but it just seems like DC's has is, is, is scrambling again, yeah. and they're trying to get everything sorted for the exactly yeah. right. Like, and I again, I don't like coming back compared <laughs> to Marvel. I don't want to be accused of always knocking it compared to Marvel, mm-hmm. but Marvel's been planting the seeds of Thanos since yes. 2012, since Avengers, right? Yeah. And they've been taking their time, slowly hinting at them through different movies, right? And they're finally going to get to this this culmination of movies over mm-hmm. of 15 or 18 movies or wow, something like that yeah Holy where, smokes. where dc seems to be rushing their big bat out right yeah. by the time they get through this slate they're gonna have wiped through some of their biggest villains yeah and, well they already got rid of doomsday they already yeah. got a zod got yeah. rid of those two lex right? luther lex luther yeah. yeah i know they have a myriad of, of different villains sure. they could use but when we're talking big bads like you need your biggest baddest villains to be fighting the justice league right definitely I'm, I'm hoping that you know with maybe not putting dark side in the first justice league mm-hmm. they kind of build around that a bit more that's true and you know the, the one thing i do like and i wish dc had a copied marvel with this mm-hmm. is these after credit scenes are a really nice way of segueing into different things Definitely. without inserting it directly into the movie right exactly you take age of ultron mm-hmm. thanos that was the end credit scene it yeah. had really nothing to do with age of ultron right. right 
at all. Yeah. And there's a couple of other movies that have good examples of that where even Deadpool, right? It, yeah. it wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with the movie. Right. It was like, oh, hey, here's what's coming cable. Yes. And it's just a cool way to get people hyped. Yeah, with that interest. It's like a, you know, 10 second thing you do. Yeah. I know they don't want to get accused of copying or whatever, yeah. but why not? It works. <laughs> Definitely, especially in this case, because I felt. The whole Justice League reveal was very forced. You know, when they showed those those yeah. four characters, I would have rather seen those guys show up in the after credits. Some yeah, of those, exactly. you know, Batman exactly. in his Batcave on the computer and he sees his files yeah. than being forced in the movie. Boom, stinger. Yeah. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> Anyways, you know, coming off the back of this, there's yeah. rumors. Well, actually, it's confirmation that yeah. Suicide Squad is going into reshoots. Right. And, you know, that's something that's quite normal for big budget exactly, films. Exactly, yeah. Especially comic book movies for and sure. stuff like that. And it's already, saw, at times, built into the budget that they're going to yeah. come back to, you know, pick up certain scenes or add a little more character dynamics yeah. and stuff like that. But something with Suicide Squad is interesting, and again, these are just rumors, mm-hmm. is that it's a reaction, or at least in part, to the tone that wasn't well received yeah. with Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. So they're talking about going back and adding more comedy. Oh, because you know, and this is this is coming from the website. I can't, yeah. I can't quite remember. I didn't yeah. write it down, but they're saying that a lot of the jokes that were in the trailer, the last trailer is quite well received with the Queen and all the, you know, it seemed a bit more upbeat and yep. funny and stuff like that. It, apparently, that was all the jokes in the movie. Oh wow, <laughs> it was in the trailer. Holy smokes! So the 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 thing is, is that people are concerned that once you go into the theater expecting a certain type of tone that mm-hmm. they portrayed with this last trailer, yep. is that you go in and it's this super dark it's i don't know how you make this more funny i guess just like character interaction or whatever right but i guess they're worried that people are going to go in expecting something oh, like no. a deadpool right or a guardians, guardians. kind of right. that sort of of comedy yeah and then they come out with just you know there's a couple little jokes here yeah and, there. and it's that dc gritty kind of film yeah so yeah. it's interesting you know i hope they don't go down the road because you know, I think one of the films that did suffer from reshoots to insert comedy was Thor The Dark World. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a perfect example Definitely. of going too far one way. Oh, right? yeah. And they added basically the, the Darcy character yes. in the Horrible. climax. <laughs> Got a whole bunch of, of comedic scenes. Yeah. Uh, you know, and she was, I, I did enjoy her portrayal in the original the first four, one, right? But she was very limited, right? Exactly. Just little quips here and there. And that's very Marvel style, right? Yeah. Little background quips from a, a side character, whatever. But she was kind of propelled to the front yeah it's in your face yeah during oh, the climax of the movie too yeah which took away so much of the tension yeah some of those action scenes and we have her like in the back just oh yeah making out that guy yeah like, it's, it's killing me i i, I could have done without her at all throughout the whole movie no yeah, i, I agree right yeah out. she i you know she was fine at the start yeah and you do that with a little continuity okay it's fine but just too much yeah. just get rid of her out of that yeah. whole sequence and i hope they don't go that way where they're all of a sudden it's like all this out of place comedy yeah and apparently it's going back and picking up more of more character interaction. Okay. And kind of to build some of the dynamic a bit better. Yeah. But it's, again, how do you, you do see some of the comedy in there, but how do you have something that's supposed to be these violent killers yeah. and stuff like that and Harley Quinn who's crazy. And, yeah. You know, I'm guessing a lot of it's going to be focused maybe around Jack Courtney's character. Captain yeah. Maybe Harley Quinn a little bit and, yeah. and Will Smith has comedic chops a little yeah. bit, but um yeah, it'll be interesting. I just don't want it to take me out of the film. I just just do whatever works for the film. You know, if it's going to be serious, then yeah. let it be in the favor of the film. If it's going to be funny, like Guardians, then make it be in favor of the yeah. film. Right? It's going to be kind of organic, so it can't be forced. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I hope this isn't some sort of like knee jerk reaction by WB where they're they're starting already. You know, are we seeing kind of like Amazing Spider Man? Yes. Right here, they're dipping their fingers yep. into it. It's like 
we can don't trust our directors. We don't trust our writers. Yeah. So we're going to start pulling the strings as oh, executives. Man, yeah. And I'm afraid this might happen with Justice League yeah, too. Like, I know. it's They're it's, in a really, like, uh, the hot seat there, yeah. right? Like, they're in a strange place. Yeah, lots of writing on this movie now, Suicide Squad, more than ever, right? Well, yeah. You know? it's, <laughs> it, it's basically trying to diversify the DC Cinematic Universe, yeah. but also show that there is a, a different side of it. It's not exactly. all doom and gloom and... And this gritty stuff. So, exactly. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. Like I've mentioned before several times, I'm a bit nervous for this movie, and this makes me a little a more little nervous. nervous you know, yeah, it could turn out to be great. Yeah, but you know, sometimes I, I, I just don't know if these reshoots, if it's not to pick up a big action piece or, right. or something like that, or insert something to help bridge uh, a certain theme or something like, yes. like that within the movie. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I, I am looking forward to the, finally seeing somebody else's um, spin on this universe outside of Zack Snyder. Yeah. So that that kind of has me. I know it sounds like Batman up. kind of Superman realm. Yeah. Too, right? Even though I think there's a little cameo. Yeah. Batman, just a yeah. little bit, but still, yeah, it's going to be a different director, obviously. So that's that's good to see. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it'll, it'll be interesting. Definitely. <laughs> so this past week mm-hmm. was uh, April first. <laughs> yeah. Known as April Fool's Day, <laughs> and. Uh, IGN released a little video. IGN, damn you! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Troy was so, I, I, just so excited. Oh, yeah. You know, I could feel the excitement oh, through man. the tweets that he was firing out. I was drinking the Kool Aid <laughs> off this one. <laughs> and uh, you know, we finally got a look at this, the new Star Wars Netflix. Oh yeah, series, Netflix. Right? Yeah, Fury of Maul. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> man, you bit hook, oh, line, and sinker like. <laughs> yeah. So let me tell you, I came off with the Rebels season two <laughs> season finale. Blew my mind. I click on IGN and I see this trailer for the Netflix Fury of Maul. Blows my mind. I hop on Twitter. I get all my friends in there and I tag them in it. Only to find out later that it's an April Fool's <laughs> joke. And it was April Fool's. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah a, good, a good friend of the podcast, Izzy, all stoked up. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Izzy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, no, you know, it was... To, it was a well executed yeah. April Fool's prank, yeah. you know. But they, you know, they captured something that had been rumored for a while that yeah. there's this live action Star Wars thing going yeah. on, and they drop it. And <laughs> I don't know if you know the date. The date was May fourth. Oh, was it? Actually? Yeah, May fourth. Yeah. The <laughs> so it's kind of funny because it's a little bit of the Phantom Menace where I saw Phantom Menace and I just made myself love this movie. When I watched that trailer, I saw some parts that looked pretty fan made, but I yeah. still was like, no, I love this trailer. So. <laughs> Yeah, messed oh, up on man. that one. I, I love your commitment to Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Just like, I will see through everything and just be like, yes, yes. give me this. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, it did look kind of like a fan film in certain parts. And there's some voiceovers that were a bit different. But, yeah. you know, one thing it did, it created buzz. For sure. And For sure. hopefully, and I, I tweeted this out after, I was like, maybe because the internet, you know, half exploded over this. Yeah. That maybe this will get someone thinking. Right. Maybe it's time for a Star Wars live action Netflix seems yeah. to be the forum where everything is going Exactly. Out, right? And Disney seems to clearly have a good relationship with them. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not saying go out and copy what Marvel's done. Yeah. But take that blueprint and, you know, kind of rework it into Star Wars. Oh, right? yeah. Could Definitely. you go with a darker series? Oh, I think if you did a Boba Fett Netflix, that'd be yeah. perfect. We yeah. don't need a movie, just a Netflix series. Yeah, it'd be exactly. awesome, you know, with 12 episodes. Exactly. I was thinking yeah. even that or something along the lines of Bounty Hunters. Yes. 
That'd and be awesome. With Boba Fett in there. Like, oh, you have man, your, that'd your be wicked. Boss, your IG-88. Yeah. Your, you know, Dunder, like all these guys. Yeah. And you could have them, you know, different characters focusing. You maybe have, you need, I guess you need to have a centralized character. Maybe it's Boba Fett or someone else. Right. But you're going, you know, you can explore different planets. Yeah. You can have cameos from characters that, you know, were just a small bit piece in Star Wars. And For people sure. People would eat that Oh, up. yeah. Just the mention of a name, you know, like Daredevil when they mention something. Exactly. Yeah. my mind, right? So. Yeah. And yeah. I was also thinking, what about like, so have you got through? Before the Awakening, Finn's story at least. No, no, no I haven't. Okay. No, I haven't. Anyways, no. I won't spoil it. But I was thinking, you know, wouldn't it be cool to have something focused around maybe Stormtrooper life or Force right. Order Trooper life, like the training, yeah, and them going to different battles and stuff like that. That would be cool because um, I think the novel uh, Lost Stars. Well, it does. It does touch a little bit on the Imperial life style in the academies, yeah. right? I'd love to see that brought to life. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or the, yeah, the resistance yes. or whatever the, you know, be awesome. Yeah. It'd be yeah. so cool. And you could, you could have these, yeah, like I was saying, cameos, you could have characters from Clone Wars yes. and Rebels come to live action. Oh man. Right. Yeah. Right? That'd be great. You know, and you're right. Maybe this is just kind of like to test the waters. They saw a good reaction to the trailer. Maybe Disney's like, okay, let's do this. Right? Well, like, and, and realistically, like, and Sanjay said this before, <laughs> Star Wars would be one of the easiest things to market. You could yeah. put out, Almost anything. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen backlash from stuff for the prequels and stuff like that. But yeah. they seem to have at least good people in charge at Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. And they seem to have a good creative direction going. Yes. And, you know, maybe it's time to step out into something a little different. I know for they sure. have, they've had the Clone Wars and Rebels mm-hmm. and that they've had great success with. Yeah. And maybe it's time to do something, uh, you know, step it up a little more and exactly. do something live action. Yeah. Because I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah. Especially going a while back before Disney bought the rights. I remember there was, there was a whole little Star Wars Underworld. Yeah. Which is meant to be, uh, you know, a real life mo- or TV series. Yeah. Right? So maybe they still could uh, do something with that yeah, on the exactly. Netflix scale. Yeah. That'd yeah. be fun. Amazing. Awesome. But you also mentioned Rebels. Yeah. Oh, man. Second season finale, right? Yeah. 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 Season two season finale. Wow. We're not going to let... Spoil- no. I haven't watched it yet. No. I, I don't want to make promises here because, mm-hmm. you know, things change throughout the week and that. I'm going to get a big trailer drop or something like that. Yes. But next week, I think I'm going to binge watch this week through the back half of season two of Rebels. Nice. And I think next week we'll talk about the season two finale. Yeah, Twilight of Princess, or yeah. Apprentice. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll also talk the Star Wars Blu-ray content. Cool. Uh, yes. Because we're, we're finally getting, so that drops, it's dropped digitally on the first. Yeah. Uh, but I avoided picking it up, so I've got the Steelbook ordered from Best Buy. Cool. And showing up at the house on Wednesday. Yeah. So I guess there's a couple documentaries. We'll finally get a look at final deleted scenes. You know, mm-hmm. we've got some ones of Kylo Ren walking around the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, that's cool. And, I cannot wait to get my hands on that Definitely. Steelbook. And I held out quite a while. It was actually my wife that picked it up. Wow. Because I was holding out because on the Best Buy website, because ref- like I've said before, I refuse to buy anything unless it has a digital copy with it. Right. And even though I collect Steelbooks, I was like, if this thing doesn't have a digital copy, I'm yeah. not. But I'll go to Walmart and get the Walmart case yeah, or whatever. Exactly. They finally released an image of, of the cover on the outside nice. and it had, you know, digital HD. Yeah. And so my wife picked it up and got it ordered and secured it because... You know, going up to Best Buy, you have to go up kind of basically right at the gates yeah. and to make sure you it's get it. Anyways, it's coming. Who's on the cover of this one for the Steelbook? Uh, it's Kylo Ren. Cool. And cool. yeah, it's just real dark. And on the back, I think, is Phasma. Nice. So and then you open it up and it's the scene of the Millennium Falcon yeah. um, on Jakku. Cool. Yeah, so it's going to be cool. I think it's a three disc. It's a kind of the same one that you get everything. Yeah. So, <laughs> the Steelbook. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, so really looking forward to that. Yeah. And, um, and we also had some stuff from Episode 8. So just today, actually, mm-hmm. they released an image of, I can't remember the actress' name, but Maz Katana mm-hmm. doing some mocap for yeah. episode eight. Yeah, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah, and then coming out of out of the Blu-ray content yeah. is, there's a specific, I'm not going to spoil it here, because <laughs> um, I was spoiled on it, and yep. 
And if you go back and you've been listening for a while, Troy's mentioned this scene yeah, before. Yeah. Uh, but it has to do with Mez Katana. Yeah. And again, I'm so interested. We'll have this great debate next next week about yeah. and we've talked about it before, whether or not this is canon. Yeah, exactly. I can't wait uh, to see this. Because this is quite a pivotal scene for that character. For sure. Yanked out for one reason or another, right? Right. And we speculated that on before. So mm. it'll be interesting once we get our hands on, on the Blu-ray to actually see this. Definitely, definitely. So, and I guess also Ewan McGregor's been in the news. Yeah, lately, that's right. Talking a bit about Obi Wan. Obi Wan, supposedly a trilogy, even. Yeah, yeah. Would you like to see Obi Wan? Yeah, Ewan McGregor, Obi Wan. Oh, for in his, sure. In his in a movie, you yeah. know, we've been getting some of the comics recently. I've been once in a while the Star Wars comic, yes. the Marvel comic. We do get little side stories. Yeah, of issue seven, today. issue fourteen, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. So, would you like to see him in, in a trilogy? Definitely, I would eat up. You know, Ewan, uh, Ewan McGregor was one of the best. If not the best. The best yeah. in the prequel, right? And I, I love... I think everybody loves Obi-Wan Kenobi. If we could get a movie of Ben Kenobi, I would eat it up. Three movies, though, a trilogy? That might be a bit That's, too much. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. That's a lot. For I that think, time period of 30 years. Yeah, exactly. I think... Yeah. And I think you'd have to start with, you know, one movie, see how it goes. Yeah. It's going to be well-received, I think. For sure. But it's, it's one of those things you don't want to drag out the story, right? That's just it. And, you know, does he spend a lot of time, the whole time on Tatooine? Tatooine exactly. And, you know, I imagine he's got to go off-world, but the Jedis are supposed to be kind of gone. Yeah. And so it'll right. be interesting. It will be interesting, especially... Uh, you know, who knows where Rebels is going to go? They still have another couple seasons, for all we know. Yeah, we got Rogue so, One. Exactly. This is Obi Wan going to appear not in Rogue One, obviously, but in Rebels. So it's yeah. it's, it's kind of tight the time they have to do with them. So I, I would probably stick to at least one movie, yeah. just just there. How about That'd how about cool. an appearance episode eight as a Force Ghost? I would love that yeah. too. Oh yeah, you know, I was really hoping a Force Ghost would appear in episode seven at the yeah. end. So yeah, oh, I, I'd love that because yeah, he yeah. does make a brief voiceover yes. appearance, yes. right? Yeah, and what they're calling the Force back scene. Yeah, the Force back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, and I think it's his voice list over um, the original Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi, isn't it? Yeah, over it? Alex Guinness, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah, so. cool, cool. All right, well, moving from one galaxy far away to yeah. another. Guardians of the Galaxy. We've been <laughs> yeah. getting a lot, a lot of cool set videos that Chris Pratt's putting out. So he's he's been showing off some props yeah. and some backstage, you know, some uh, Milano set footage. And it's all for this kind of omaze not so much a contest, but you donate to support uh, this Lake Stevens Youth Club. Right. Robert Downey Jr. did a similar thing with Age of Ultron is there's all the signed merchandise art and you can get like um, a cassette and stuff like that, all signed by Chris Pratt. And then you all get entered into a draw to win a set visit where you kind of hang out with Chris Pratt for the day on the set of Guardians of the Galaxy. That's really cool. And, you know, there's all these different levels. I think when Robert Downey Jr. did it, I think I donated about like the $50 level and got like a t-shirt or something like that. And you get like a digital card from Chris Pratt or whatever, and yeah. it's a cool, it's a cool thing to kind of go out and support. And you get some cool merchandise and you know relatively exclusive stuff from. It's basically would be your first Guardians Galaxy Volume Two stuff. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And it's and I go check out the video Chris Pratt does. It's quite funny. We just watched yeah, it before it's, it's the hilarious the, the podcast here. Yeah. It's, uh, he's kind of just doing his Chris Pratt thing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I got to get my hats off to Marvel because, you know, these guys always do these great things. I think uh, Chris Pratt and um, Steve Rogers. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah. yeah, they had a little thing going on before. I think in Boston they did something kind of similar Yeah, there's the Super Bowl bet. The Super Bowl bet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I, just, I love what these guys do. Yeah, and they'll yeah. show up. And uh, Finn actually did this uh, a little while ago in yeah. one of the children's hospitals, I think in the UK. Okay. Is he showed up in costume. Nice. And as Finn, yeah. he just goes around and meets all the kids. That's and so like cool. Chris Pratt's done it a couple yeah. of times. Chris Evans done a couple yeah. times, full Captain America garb. Yeah, you know, just showing up and going and seeing the kids, and it's so it's, cool. It's it's really cool to see not only those guys 
you know, taking these roles so much to heart. Yeah. They're, they're going out and taking their personal time. For sure. And going, seeing kids and, you know, let, you know, and these are sick kids hospitals too. Yeah. These are, you know, the kids that have cancer and it's just so unfortunate to see, but yeah. to see the, the, the joy that these guys are bringing. Yeah to these kids and the rock actually was out doing the same thing i've seen day. that on uh, instagram actually. yeah yeah and it's it's just so great to see it these is. guys you know i know these guys are real busy and all this kind of stuff and yeah. they're all over the place but it's just uh, it's just great and it's yeah. so great for the not only the the industry but you know just just the kids you know it's yeah. fantastic to see absolutely so also with guardians yeah do you follow james gunn on instagram i don't i don't yeah. Anyone out there, just yeah. follow James Gunn on social media. This yeah. guy is fantastic. Awesome, eh? He's the director of Guardians of Galaxy mm-hmm. and Guardians of Galaxy Volume 2. And he's always releasing little non-spoiler yeah. stuff about Guardians. So he's always keeping you very well in the loop of what's going on. So mm-hmm. every Wednesday, actually, he releases these little thumbnails. Oh, okay. So I guess before he shoots a particular scene or whatever, he kind of draws it up, what he wants to see. Cool. And so every Wednesday, he releases one of these kind of hand, his own hand-drawn sketches of a scene oh, wow. that they've just shot, right? It's very basic stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. It's kind it of is. like there's a one he released the other day. It was Baby Groot fighting with a fish or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. And it was really cool to see. That's so cool. It's, it's, again, it's another way that these Marvel guys are just keeping... In, in close communication with fandom. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it just makes you feel that much more attached to, you know, when I watch these, I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm kind of in the loop here, For right? For sure. And it's a cool feeling. Yeah, they do some great things. So again, with more Marvel, so mm. Doctor Strange. Oh, boy. A movie that's, you know, for the most part, compared to most Marvel movies, has been more or less shrouded in, in secrecy, and they're not showing a lot. We haven't seen anything. No. But we did get some really cool kind of, I wouldn't. They're not official or anything like that. Someone's out there with an iPhone yeah. in New York, uh, filming of Bener- Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. and uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor yeah. running around New York yeah. in full costume. Oh yeah, the whole and, getup. Yeah, we've got the the grayed out yeah. temples. Straight out Dicko, uh, Steve Dicko's yeah. drawings. You'll hear me say that tons of times on here. Looks like he's got the the big hood <laughs> or cape, cape thing yeah. going on, yeah. and the the collar on that yeah. thing. Yeah, the costume yeah. looks great. Yeah. And, it's like they're filming some sort of action sequence or whatever. Which, and, yep. And and we also got Mads Mikkelsen. So he's the guy that plays Hannibal. Yeah. He seems to be at least in part a villain. Yeah. Because and he's got these the eye stuff yeah, going on. I don't on, know eh? who he is. He's yeah. uh, Dormammu. Or, yeah. I don't. I don't know or, if he's because he has a flaming head. That guy. So I don't know if it's yeah. maybe we just don't see that yet. Maybe yeah. he's not gone there or. I don't know what he could be. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a kind of a world I'm not super familiar yeah. with, at yeah. least from the comics perspective. It's always kind of been a bit out there for me. For sure, yeah. But Bear Mordo, who is Chutel's Ejiofor's, that name is hard to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's his character, is is usually a nemesis of Doctor exactly. Strange. Exactly. Because this looks like it might be an action sequence it's a bit towards the back end of the movie. Yeah. Because we're getting Doctor Strange in his full guard. I'm assuming exactly. we're going through somewhat of an origin movie. Yeah. We're going to see him kind of go from the, the successful kind of prick of a surgeon. Surgeon, yeah, yeah. <laughs> into eventually this humbled kind of yeah, Sorcerer, Sorcerer Supreme. Supreme. Yes. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see because um, I guess clearly those two have this, this close relationship. But this looks like it could be the end of the movie, like you're saying. Or, or yeah, close at least, to. Yeah, it's at least halfway costume. through or something. Yeah, so maybe they're really taking their time setting him up to be the big bad eventually. Which could be cool because I guess a lot of these two, they're launching these, these are their new franchises. These are yeah. taking over for your Thors and, exactly. your, and stuff like that. Your exactly. Captain America, Your Iron right? Man's even, yeah. And so you need to set, you need to set up a bigger universe or at least a contained universe within these. And so yeah. rushing through two or three of Doctor Strange's and Doctor Strange doesn't have like this huge rogue gallery no. of villains, right? No, And so, you know, using kind of the ancient one and yeah. Baron Mordo and, 
and Dormammu, if they use them, exactly. you know, you're chewing up a lot of, of villains and side characters and yep. stuff like that. So it's, I'm hoping that they do kind of build this relationship where eventually it's kind of like these brothers or whatever. And yep. then at some point they end up fighting. Right? Yeah, that'd be really so cool to see. In a, in a movie down the road. Yeah, yeah, so. definitely. But yeah, this drops in November 4th. So I would yeah. expect a trailer. Like, I cannot, I, I, I just don't see them wasting the Civil War opportunity. No, no. Either an after credit stinger mm-hmm. or something along the lines of a teaser trailer with with Captain America. Yeah. It only makes sense to me. Yeah. Scott, Scott Derrickson, actually the director, not too long after the set fo- videos came out, yeah. uh, announced that they're done principal photography. So oh, they're wow. done shooting. That's cool. So now it's like the extensive post-production. Right. Just but edits and stuff like that. It was it was funny because it was so close to these set videos. Now these set videos, I only saw them on the weekend, so they could have mm-hmm. been from like Wednesday or Thursday or something. Right. But it seemed to me like, was this <laughs> was this just these two guys like, I'm gonna we're going to get a costume and we're going to run around <laughs> New York like... Like goofballs and just freak everyone out right. and be like, look, we're shooting stuff. Yeah, and here's a comic of me because yeah. there's a picture of him holding a comic. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it, it just seems like this weird coincidence. Like, why would they film this big action piece right at the end? Yeah. You know, it seemed, I don't know, it just seems strange to me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, actually, another thing going off of Marvel I, I forgot to mention, uh, supposedly a rumored Spider-Man title. Oh, really? Yes. I haven't heard this. Yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming. Homecoming. Yeah. Okay. Where does where does that tie into comics? It, we'll see. I don't. I know. Back in like the early two thousands, I believe there's a Spider Man Coming Home okay. title. I don't know if that has anything to do with this, but Homecoming could be plenty of things. You know, it's kind of on the nose to Spider Man coming back to Marvel, yeah. or you know, is it's that, in high school dealing with Homecoming and being a superhero. I don't know. Interesting. Is that yeah. is that the like a title or is that because you know how some of these movies like they run under a kind of a um, domain kind of like well, a, they gets kind of their what their shooting title is like right. like Star Wars was Blue Harvest. Yeah, exactly. And I can't remember what the Star Wars episode is. It's something bare or something. But like they, that. yeah, they do those kind of things. Yeah. yeah. So that that would, that does make sense like you saying like homecoming like right. this this is what they're shooting it under but it's going to yeah. be actually spider-man the clone wars yeah or, yeah you know yeah, what i mean clone yeah, saga, so not clone wars. it's kind of different <laughs> so i didn't dig too too much into it but i just thought i'd bring that up that yeah i don't know if it's true or not yet so you know pulling a little bit on spider-man mm-hmm. so we talked a bit about and we speculated a bit about this dead no more yeah. teaser. it's more about this tendency just to use graphics with words on them yeah. and not give any talk context or anything yeah and so we got a little bit of insight. It's mm-hmm. a Spider-Man event. Yeah, yeah. I love it because every year we get a Spider-Man event. You know, yeah. we've had Spider-Island. We've had uh, the Grim Hunt. We've had we've had a, quite a bit of different things, right? Yeah. Spider-Verse last year, which was awesome. Yeah, so this is Dan yeah. Slott and Jim Chung. Jim Chung is yes. one of my favorite artists. I was just going to say, his yeah. art is awesome because yeah. I, I know you're a new Avengers guy. And yeah. he did some new Avengers yeah. stuff, I think, right? He did a lot. He did quite a bit of um, Hickman's run. Um, on and off. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And so, like, he's fantastic. He's artist. awesome. So yeah, that's, incredible art. Yeah, that so. might be enough to draw me into. Oh yeah, I, I'm right? totally sold now. And totally sold. So it looks like kind of they give a little synopsis. You know, I guess a new nemesis. Yeah, the man in red or yeah. the red suit. Yeah, the man in red suit. Uh huh. It looks like there's going to be some sort of like the ability to bring or revive loved ones. Yeah. Yeah, the power to do so, eh? Yeah, so it's yeah. interesting. I guess it's going to involve Rhino, Lizard, Electro. Yeah. Dr. Octopus, yeah. we see, is a big focal point in that picture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. You know, are they thinking about bringing back Ben? Yeah, which would be a horrible, <laughs> horrible idea. The, the one person you can't bring back in comics. Yeah. Maybe three people. Martha, Thomas Wayne, and uh, and Ben, yeah. ben, uh, ben Parker. Yeah, so you, you can't do that. Uncle Ben would be a horrible, horrible mistake. Yeah. Gwen Stacy would be pretty bad too, but we have kind of this 
spider gwen going on yeah she's different is she yeah. has she been brought back into the proper not that like, i've seen no. it's, it's kind of weird because they have this they have like the the trio which is like spider gwen silk and another female spider character teaming up and then she has her own book but then you also have the web warriors that she's in so i don't know where she is in the universe yeah, we still haven't gotten straightened out on that yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for this. I, like I said, I, I love all the Spider-Man events they've been doing for the past few years. Yeah. Um, I like Spider-Verse, and I can't wait to see what they're doing, especially with Jim Chung oh, yeah. leading the art on this story. That's going to be incredible. Fantastic. Yeah. And we also got another teaser from Marvel. Yeah. Another one of these graphics. Death of X. Yeah. So it's likely some sort of X-Men event. Right. Or crossover series or what have you. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think this could be the end of the X Men now? Like we're finally leading up to that point where that that mist is it? Yeah, detergent and mist. Yeah. Right. It's yeah because that's that's where my immediate thoughts would you know you you see death of X and you presume well Professor X is already dead unless he's been brought back that I'm not aware of. Yeah. It's not Wolverine. Right. You know, could they take a shot at you know Cyclops? Something's weird with Cyclops. He's, he's kind of back. Yeah. He's yeah. and you know are they gonna take a shot at Storm or yeah. something like that? Right. But. You know, my first real thought was the death of the X gene. Right. Basically, the wiping out of mutants. Or at yep. least, this, because I guess the Turgenomist mist is making them sick and sterilizing them. Oh, okay. So the, the X gene isn't being passed anymore. Okay. So they're not having, there's no new X-Men. Right. And so, I don't, I don't know if it's like a sterilization of the X gene. Because do you have like dormant X genes and stuff like that that right. are kind of passed? And then all of a sudden you have, uh, you know, a, a new mutant and their parents really aren't mutants. Um, how do you actually kill that sort of gene? Mm-hmm. It's like kind of like a hair color. Like you can yeah. have parents that don't have red hair and then their kid has red hair, right? Exactly. And so it's like a dormant gene. So it'd be interesting to see how, where they go with this. Because, yeah. you know, are they going down the road of basically killing off the X-Men yeah. and replacing with the Inhumans? Yeah. That's huh. that's the way, what I've been thinking for, and I've said it on here before. Sure. That's what I've been thinking for, you know, ye- like at least a couple of years now is that they're moving towards that way. Yeah. So it'll be, I don't know, again, it's another thing. Yeah. That, and this, I think, is sometime in the fall, maybe? Or later okay, in the yeah, because I know the Spider-Man one's the fall, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it is. So I'm not exactly sure, because right now there's the Apocalypse Wars crossover event that they're doing. Oh, wow, yeah. X-Men. I've been out of touch with X-Men for a little bit yeah, now. Yeah, I'm not. It's a little crazy. I'm kind of on the periphery of it. You yeah. know, I get, you know, hints and just kind of follow along what's going on, but I have no idea what's going on with Yeah, the, the I just characters. stopped doing an all-new X-Men, but I'm jumping into Extraordinary X-Men. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, just reading Avengers Stand off the tie-ins there. Yeah. I, I don't really want to spoil this for you, but I yeah. don't want to spoil this for you. Oh, that's, that's all right. That's all right. Um, but I think Wolverine's back. The original Wolverine? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> it's it's not Old Man Logan. Okay. And I can't remember if it was in New Avengers or what it was, but yeah. it was one of the uh, standoff tie-ins. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what's going on. But anyways, there's uh, like a proxy sent to this meeting or whatever, yeah. and the guy turns around and it's Logan. Oh, no. Uh, so I don't know. Oh, and no. they make reference like, I thought you were dead. Yeah. And he says, you know, I've been dead a few times or something like oh, that. Oh, boy. Yeah. So that's... I don't know. Yeah. It seemed like an... Almost like an anticlimactic yeah. kind of, and it could tie into this this Avengers standoff. What's going in? All right. actually is that you don't really know who people are because they're being kind of, yeah, you know, hidden away and stuff yeah. like that. So it could just be like, you know, uh, um, someone that's undercover as Wolverine or whatever. Yeah. And it kind of ties into this standoff story, but it'll be interesting to see how that progresses. For sure, I hope it's not. I hope he is dead still because I really do like what they're doing with um. Old Man Logan. Yeah. I think that's cool. And I really like how they've introduced X-23 now as the new Wolverine. And I I like the dynamic that they have going on. I don't think it's necessary to bring back Logan, at least not yet. No, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, he's a character they're not going to stay away from for too long. For sure. Jumping into kind of our our Captain America kind of focus segment. Yeah. 
This past week, we got Captain America 75th anniversary kind of supersized issue. <laughs> it's a $6 issue. <laughs> wow. A $6 American. <laughs> oh my gosh. But it was kind of this big celebratory issue of 75 years of Captain America. Mm-hmm. So this year is the 75th anniversary of the, the first appearance of kind of my main man, yeah. Captain America. Nice. Thought it'd be kind of fun just to go through some of Captain America's history, yeah. some of his, you know, some of the big stories. Because, you know, we're looking at seven decades of stories, yeah. right? You know, there's been some places where he wasn't present between basically the post-war through until the 60s and stuff like that. But yeah. there's the majority of, of kind of comic, at least since we've had this big revival in the 60s of superheroes. Mm-hmm. Captain America has been present in oh, yeah. one form or another yeah. and always particularly tied to the Avengers and this kind of old man at a time thing. Yeah. So I thought it'd be, you know, we're going to kind of pull out some of his early stuff, cool. talk about some of the, some of the other stories that he's been part of. And, you know, we, I know we've recommended some stuff or I've recommended some stuff from Brubaker mm-hmm. uh, and then just kind of jump into some of the film. You know, we're not going to cool. really talk about kind of the 80s and 90s films because <laughs> they are something else. That motorbike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, with Civil War, we'll have five appearances mm-hmm. of Chris Evans as the title character of Captain America. Yeah. And just discuss a bit about kind of what we liked about those and some of the key points and maybe tie a little bit of what we've seen, you know, in relation to the comics and stuff like that. Cool. Um, cool. Well, going into this, actually, um, interestingly enough, when what got you into Captain America? What was your first uh, introduction into Captain America, would you say? Well, it, it's interesting because... I don't like to always admit this, but mm. I haven't been a comic reader for that long. Yeah. Maybe five or six years. Right. And, and it's been five or six heavy years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was really, you know, when I saw Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah. And it's another thing I don't like admitting. That was the first MCU movie I saw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, and it's it's crazy because it's consumed a good chunk of my life. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, looking around yeah. here, you would never think that. <laughs> no, it's, well, that's the thing. Like, it's, you know, I was always Star Wars and then yeah. Marvel came along, the cinematic universe in particular, and then I backed my way into comics and yeah. it's been, you know, mental for me ever since. Definitely. And then it led to this and all. <laughs> but it was, you know, when I saw the first Avenger, and I've always been a big fan of kind of World War II movies, period pieces and stuff like that. Yeah. And I like how Captain America kind of fit into that. And it wasn't always this like really dark World War Two in the trenches kind of. It was a bit lighter of a movie. Yeah. Which I really liked. And then with that, there's all of these, and I've, I think I've talked a little bit about this before, but there's all these little hints towards the greater part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Like, we'll talk about a little bit when we talk about First Avenger, but like there's little hints towards Thor, yeah. and then you get the Red Skull, and you get the Howling Commandos. Yes. And you get this building of this bigger universe. And then the end credit stinger of that was oh. the first trailer for Avengers, right? Yeah. And I was like, I love this. Yeah. Like, give me more of this. And then, you know, going back and being like, oh, well, there's Iron Man movies, there's Thor movies. And it was it was kind of, I, I was all around that same time when I was like, oh, you know, Thor's Hammer's in Mexico. Yeah. And all this kind of stuff. And I just thought, like, and I, just from then on, I was like, Captain America is my dude. Nice. And I love, like, Chris Evans is, was great in the role. He's so good. And then backtracking through kind of comics mm-hmm. like I've, I've mentioned many times here i went right back to the start nice and i was searching out captain america number one yeah, and nice. i couldn't figure out why i couldn't find it yeah. and stuff like that i didn't quite understand <laughs> comics really but i eventually found myself to the brubaker run which i i've 
give nothing but high praise. Yeah. Read through that and I was like, all right. Cool. And I love the Avengers. He's always been a part of the Avengers. Yeah. That's kind of how I developed kind of this cap thing. And then been propelled more and more as the cinematic universe has grown. For sure. And we get movies like Winter Soldier, yeah. and Age of Ultron, and Civil War coming yeah. up. Like, and the cartoons like Earth Mightiest Heroes. Another one of <laughs> right? my big favorites. Yeah. And for anyone, I know we've talked about this before, but if you're trying to catch up on kind of basically kind of the marvel 2000s oh yeah that yeah. like all the bendis stuff captain america is a big focal point oh yeah he's done so well in that yeah, show of that series definitely and it's only a couple seasons but there's so much focus on steve rogers backstory yeah. and him leading the avengers and the avengers growing and yeah you know again that was a yeah it's a great point it's another big jumping off point for, sure. for me because i went back and watched that Used to be on Netflix. Not I tried to go because yeah, I wanted to go yeah. watch a couple episodes yeah. a couple weeks ago, and it's not on Netflix anymore. It's not on there anymore. I no. think it's just the Avengers Assemble. Maybe, yeah, hey, that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. He's it's it's just been something that's grown and grown and grown. And yeah. And what what do you do? You, I know you don't read a ton of Cap, yeah. but yeah. You, what's what's your sort of connection to the character? Uh you know what? Go, with Cap, I'd, I'd have to go back to. Um, the early 90s back in the day when people used to collect Marvel cards yeah, and used to turn them back and they had the power levels and the yeah. intelligence and the strength and so probably going back to then that's when I used to mess with Captain America and then the video game um, Captain America and the Avengers the arcade game was yeah. awesome yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's, and I, I always wanted to be Cap or Iron Man so basically from there I've always kind of had a little bit of an understanding of Captain America yeah he's, he's just a great character he's like that true hero yeah you know? exactly yeah. a lot of people call him kind of like more the boy scout boy scout yeah but I think when you dive into him more so there's yeah. more to him than that yeah. there, there's so much it's like yeah. the early early comics yeah you, For can, sure. you can buy into that yeah. but once he's given a lot of depth and Particularly in the kind of era that I've read, Bendis, Brubaker sort of era, yeah. that you get a lot more depth behind him, I find. For and sure. You see him cheating on the edge, and you'll pick, particularly Civil War is another big one for him, right? Yeah. Where you see him kind of going against the government. You yeah. Know, he has these standards. I think that's really going to shine through in the movie. Oh, but, yeah. You know, the comic was, is fantastic for that. And you're seeing a different side of Captain America and this constantly evolving yeah. kind of hero. And like, that is something that is quite common through the comics of Captain America. Yeah. Is him basically giving in his uniform and yeah. saying, I don't agree with what's going what's exactly. going on here, right? Yeah. You know, the, they had the whole the whole thing with Nixon in the seventies. And, and he became nomad. nomad yeah. 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 And yeah. you know, he and he gave, he's given in his costume numerous times. Yeah. Given up the moniker and you know, he became nomad and then he was the captain where he had this black suit on yeah. for a while and and U.S. agent, yeah, and, and then well, when he became like the kind of the Nick Fury, where yeah. where Buck became Cap, and exactly. he kind of took the step back, and then even now, currently, yeah, yeah recently, yeah, he's he's you know just Steve Rogers, yeah. he's the the old man, yeah. which has changed, yeah. But yeah. we'll get into that a little oh, yeah. bit more. But you know, a couple of months ago, I think in January, there was an ABC special that was again celebrating seventy five years of Captain Sweet. America. And had a lot of the old creators, people who have written them before, and just talking about you know how far Captain America's come from his basically first appearance in 1941. Wow, um, which is crazy to think yeah. about, right? And he was created by two Jewish immigrants. Right? Yes, Jack Kirby and Jack Joe, Kirby. Simon, Joe yeah, Simon. Yeah, yeah. It's these are first generation Jewish Americans, and they loved kind of America, right? Yeah. And America wasn't in. World War Two yet? No. And you know these guys didn't particularly agree, <laughs> being Jewish immigrants, what was going on in Europe at the time. For sure. Right? And so we're talking, you know, we're well in two years into World War Two when yeah. Captain America is created. Wow. Stateside, and so we have basically the majority of the planet yeah. is at war with Hitler. Wow. And America is still taking a back seat. And so you know these two guys, they basically lobbed kind of this this first grenade. Yeah. You know, it's not like it caused war or anything yeah. like that, but they inserted America into World War Two. Wow. 
And so we have a year of Captain America punching Hitler in the face. Oh, so that's that famous cover. Because that's yeah. the famous cover where he's punching. Oh, exactly. Wow. So that's Captain America number one. So he's punching Hitler yeah. in the face. And this is a year before America enters the war. Holy smokes. And, you know, they initially entered the war... You know, they declared war on, on Japan and Germany. Right. That, you know, socking them in the face. Yeah. After they declared war in Japan, you know, it carried right through to the Japanese oh, emperor yeah. this time too, right? Captain wow. America, you know, knocking them in the face. Yeah. This thing sold like a million copies. Wow. And that's in 19... Like, comics don't even come near oh that now. Oh my gosh. Just An think issue? about that. Yeah. That was, that was selling, you know, upwards of a million per issue. Well, I guess because you'd have kids and you'd have soldiers. Yeah, so yeah, they were sending a lot those. of these. I think once America entered the war too, they're sending a lot of these to GIs. Yeah. You know, overseas. And, you know, Captain America, the, the first Avenger, did... A really great thing with that. That's right. Yeah, they they yeah. had not only Captain America going over there and putting on a show for the GIs, but yeah. in there, there's a scene in there with kids. Yeah, and they're flipping through Captain America, kind of the the very first comic. Yeah, you know, uh, you see the title page, right, there, right, or the cover page. And I thought it was a great way to tie it in. And you know, you go through that whole the whole scene of Captain America, you know, punching yeah. all off in the jaw. <laughs> no, that's right from right, this right comic from book, the, right? The, the Star Spangled Man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's and cool. They spent you know the first good run of Captain America. It was all fighting kind of yeah. the Axis, the Germans, the Japanese, the Italians, right. and stuff like that. And they really rushed this comic out because yeah. the creators were afraid that the war was going to end before the comic was released. Oh, man. Which, you know, you can't, you know, the war's ended. Yeah, then what good is it? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But unfortunately, the war went for another three years after that. Wow. And this is, this um, probably going back now, so this isn't Marvel, this would be like timely comics. Timely comics releases, yeah. Yeah. So that's timely, and then Atlas is in there somewhere, and Marvel Comics eventually. Yeah, like 61 Marvel, eh? Exactly. And so Stan Lee, I think he was Stanley Lieberman at the time. Oh, wow. He did, did, have some uh, input into the writing, I think, towards kind of issue two or three or something like yeah. that. When they brought um, him into the Avengers, or was this before? This is well before. Oh, this is so, so this is this before. is in the forties. Okay, that yeah. uh, Captain America was created there. So this yeah. is twenty years before the Avengers. Okay, showed right, up. right. But yeah, this this thing was a hit, and yeah. you know everyone knows Captain America's kind of origin, right, yeah, from yeah. the movie. And this was retconned a bit from once we got into the Avengers, the 60s era. Yeah. But kind of like this, the basics of his origin have remained, you know, pretty solid throughout even, you know, transferring onto film and stuff like yeah. that. Basically, you know, this Project Rebirth, the Vita yeah. Rays, the Dr. Erskine's kind of, you know, putting the super soldier serum yeah. and then his subsequent assassination. Yeah. And it's cool, and it, and it kind of gets these two origins, right? Because everybody's familiar with like his true origin, and then yeah. everybody else is familiar with this man that's been frozen and he's placed out of exactly. time. Exactly, it's, it's a really cool, cool thing that goes on with this character, and, it, and it's a fantastic this this whole idea. So at that time, kind of Captain America, you have kind of the Human Torch or the first Human Torch, yeah, the original, yeah, yeah and you yeah. have uh, part of the Invaders, yeah, yeah. Namor, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The Invaders actually were a retcon. Oh, okay. of all of that so that was I think came out in the 70s or something that oh. was going back and saying here's all the superheroes from the golden age right and they were kind of all fighting in World War II together yeah but you know at that time timely <laughs> was building the Marvel Universe right? right this is the first time you're seeing the crossover of some of these and these guys are showing up in the same books mm-hmm. and stuff like that so you're starting to build like kind of the, the foundation yeah. of the Marvel Comics that's Universe that's so cool which is ah, it's just fantastic it's incredible yeah. yeah and in there too in that, that first issue we also get the introduction of Bucky yeah uh, James Buchanan right. Barnes yeah you know Cap's you know teenage sidekick yeah <laughs> so, so let me see here this is 41 still yes he's arrived so, okay, that's cool. I always thought Bucky came before uh, Robin as a sidekick, but I guess Robin was like 39, so I guess yeah. he's... Okay, that's interesting. So, yeah, because yeah. I think that may, it might just be that 
Robin and, and Bucky do have like you know there might be some sort of you know take from Robin for sure because it's it's interesting because I think Cap's supposed to be a couple years older than him kind of coming out of his late teens during right. the war like nineteen or something like that yeah and then you got Bucky who's supposed to be like I think fourteen fifteen sixteen or something yeah but it's interesting that they've th- <laughs> thrusted this child <laughs> into World War Two yeah, right but <laughs> battling as his sidekick. <laughs> and you know he's and the reason he became his sidekick was that I guess he stumbled upon you know Captain America like putting his mask on or something I can't quite remember yeah and he's like well I won't tell anyone but you gotta train me and take oh, me to wow. war <laughs> so basically blackmails Captain America and so was he equipped with anything because I mean obviously Cap is a super soldier he has the shield what did what was Bucky going into war with back then like, so uh, I think it was yeah his slingshot <laughs> and his you know good old you know I don't like the com- or not the commies the, the Nazis and all yeah. this kind of stuff you know he's got the good old American pride and yeah. stuff like that you that's know? all he needs yeah you know, a little bit of elbow grease and <laughs> yeah. a gun or whatever but I you know later on Bucky was retconned as to being like some sort of secret kind of trained oh. not so much Black Widow but kind of like trained for a while as oh. like some sort of like agent or something like that and so he right. did have these abilities but that was that was retconned back after when they're kind of like I don't know if we should have a teenager kind of over yeah. you know fighting these like gruesome Nazis with yeah. guns and stuff like that <laughs> That's but, interesting. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of cool. And, you know, he debuted with that kind of triangle shield. Yes. Yeah, so it was it's something that's kind of coming back around now. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's great reference in First Avenger. Yeah. But him like starting out with that kind of square yeah. triangular shield. Right. And then eventually he got the, the round shield. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, the vibranium and um, adamantium originally yes, yes so of all these shields what's been your favorite you know there's been like the whole laser kind of yeah, one that was, been, which I, was interesting for yeah, a little bit i didn't particularly because yeah. that was something else that was on earth mighty's heroes yeah yeah and i I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the classic round and it's the colors change from shield to shield yeah. like that but like just your basic cap shield yeah right? i think the, it's vibranium that yeah one, right yeah yeah so in, in the movie it's vibranium yeah in the comics it's vibranium yeah. and adamantium right but they can't use adamantium in the mcu because it's, it's owned by fox exactly yeah because i think there's a cool run with black panther um called who is the black panther and caps in it and i think they forged a shield yeah in that one yeah because so it's t'chaka cool. which is caps or black panther's t'challa's dad, dad yeah that actually gave him the vibranium to right. make the shield yeah yeah, yeah, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's again, it goes back to that. There's these kind of, and I always yeah. see them as kind of similar characters, kind of Black Panther and Captain America. Yeah. Right? They seem to, for me, that that Black Panther is another one of my favorite characters. Yeah, he comes off a lot like Captain America, maybe mm. a bit more modernized Captain America. Yeah, but he's kind of got these similar values. These intelligence exactly. seems to have some sort of super serum, or not really in him, but he's but got the, the suit or the something. Suit, yeah, yeah. And I always see them as, and they're very much like hand-on-hand combat. Yes, characters yes. as well, because you know, Cap, he when he started out in forty-one, he had a gun. Yeah, that's right, a pistol. And exactly, <laughs> and that's something that is is carried through into the first Avenger too. In subsequent movies, we don't see him use a gun really anymore. No. And it, it's kind of interesting that he's become more of this hand combative guy. Yeah, yeah it's it's fantastic. And, yeah. you know, he's got these values, these morals. He loves his country. For and, sure. And, you know, sometimes, although he doesn't always agree with it, but he's, he's kind of this ultimate patriot, right? Yeah, for sure. It's just so much history with this character. I love it. Kind of towards the end of the, the war, mm-hmm. the whole superhero comic stuff started to, to wane a bit. Yeah. And basically, that was the end of Captain America. So Captain America had a huge run through the 40s. Yeah. 
I think upwards of like uh, 50, 60, 70 issues or something like that. Wow. And then in the 50s, he had a short-lived revival where he was kind of Captain America commie smasher. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, because I guess during those times, it would be a lot of like the, um, not even superheroes, but like aliens, like yeah, monster comics, Exactly. Right? Yeah. So there's like the monster comics, the horror, yeah. all the aliens. So the war was done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no one wanted to think about the war anymore. Yeah. And so having Captain America, he's like so ingrained and so associated with World War II. Yeah. He was the hero of World War II in the comics universe, right? Yep. No one wanted to think about that anymore, right? No, definitely not. And so, the, you know, and everyone is captivated by kind of aliens yeah. and horror and all this stuff, right? Yeah. You get these sci-fi flicks coming yeah. out. And so the comic book world kind of really gravitated towards that. And you saw basically the end of superheroes right. for 10 years or so. Wow. Up until you get Fantastic Four and yeah. 61 or 2. Yeah, 62 I think yeah. it was, right? Yeah. And you get Justice League kind of in there. Yeah. And you get Avengers popping up, Spider-Man. Yeah. All these characters. Yeah, and, but and then Iron Man, all these guys. Exactly. Yeah. And Captain America disappeared. Right. He was at one time one of the most popular characters ever. Yeah. Disappeared for 10 years. Right. And then came kind of the big revival yeah. of Captain America. Right? And I think this was um, a Stan Lee's idea, wasn't it? To bring him back. Yeah, to bring him back. Yeah, so they kind cool. of did like this weird like a test run. Yeah. It was in a Human Torch book, I think. Oh. And there was basically they had Human Torch and Captain America kind of teaming up. But it turned out that the guy was an imposter and he was some villain of the Human Torch and stuff like that. <laughs> but it's kind of said at the end, and I've read this issue, it kind of said at the end like, oh, this was kind of a test to see how you guys would respond to no Captain America way. coming back. And it was quite positive. Cool. Yeah. So that was kind of, I think, in the late 50s, early 60s or something like that. Yeah. And then we had, I might have actually been in 63. I can't remember. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And then in 63, or 64 actually, we yeah. had Captain America coming into the Avengers. Nice. Which is like you mentioned, getting yeah. his second yeah, kind of origin. Yeah, origin. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah, so that yeah. was Avengers number four. So Avengers wow. three, or Avengers number one was in 63, yeah? Yeah. And then Avengers number four is the big one. Yeah. Where Captain America comes back. That's where you get this whole man at a time thing yeah. coming from, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's something that's kind of, even though like he's been a, he's basically been a man in time yeah. for decades, yeah. he's always been considered this guy that's, you know, he's from a different era. Yeah. And it's really, it's really neat because like, when I think back, they they call often call it the greatest generation, right? That generation that grew up in the forties, fifties, fought in the war. Yeah, you know, it was the industrial revolution in the yes. United States. You kind of have this like image of the American dream, right? That was pulled right out of that era, right? right? And so he's part of that generation. Oh yeah, it, it's really neat to see that they've carried that right through for sure. And especially in the movie, the end credits for first avenger when yeah. he walks in times square and he's like you know it's such a good shot because you can just see everything in him's like where am i yeah. you know like what's going on here in the avengers number four mm-hmm. they they retcon back essentially what happens so the, the whole thing with captain america getting on whatever it was a drone ship or whatever and crashing it into the north atlantic and bucky falling off and dying and all that yep. or disappearing that wasn't part of the original continuity so that was retcon back oh to explain where captain america has been for the last oh, 20 or so years cool. right? okay so they're using kind of actual timelines at this point still yeah nice so and it was it was the avengers there i think they're chasing the hulk or somewhere i can't quite remember the story yeah and they come with stumble across this block of ice oh, and man. it's such a cool 1960s comic so it's 1960s drawing yeah it's you know jack kirby jack still. King kirby yeah. yeah yeah and it's got a lot of stanley writing i believe yeah. anyone who's a fan of captain america yeah. just go back and read the original i know it's been updated and redone in ultimate comics and stuff like that yeah but if you go back and read that first you see kind of iron man thor and and the wasp kind of yeah. all standing over captain america and they kind of finally realize oh my god this is wartime hero captain america yeah 
and he's kind of got his old tatters and his shields on his chest yeah. and you know it was really well done in avengers when they kind of showed him very similar looking sort of yeah, thing right definitely you know i have i have avengers number one and number four is my next wow, big comic person that's I want to cool. get. like that's one of my favorite stories yeah. of all time is that single issue it's it's just such a great story and it's been portrayed so well in film yeah and it's just been and it's something that an origin that's although retconned it's lasted definitely and it's you know a lot of the stuff you see today is all stuff from the 40s and 60s yeah kind of captain america's origin story which is is great to see you know they they've tweaked kind of everyone's origins a bit yeah captain america's has more or less stayed the same definitely it's just it's just solid that uh that origin story that goes on with them captain america essentially at that point he becomes a, an avenger yeah in, in number four so he wasn't actually an original member of the avengers team right he's basically he was given kind of origin member status mm-hmm. i guess in place of the hulk because the hulk kind of pissed off bounced. after <laughs> a couple issues and um so it was it was basically like yeah he's and he's to me is your quintessential avenger oh yeah he's, he embodies it exactly yeah. he's always been around that group in yeah. one form or another whether it's secret avengers new avengers yeah now in the uncanny avengers unity squad oh yeah and then kind of the mainstay avengers titles that hickman run he was a huge part of and mm-hmm. the whole bendis era he was a big big part of yeah He's just always been part of the Avengers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's he's great. Even to the point where in Avengers issue sixteen, okay, he the other guys, Iron Man, Thor, and Hank Pym and Wasp all left. Oh yeah, that's right. And he headed up a new team with like Hawkman or Hawkeye. Hawkeye sorry, yeah. <laughs> DC, <laughs> yeah. Quicksilver, and Scarlet yeah, Witch. That's right. All yeah. like reformed villains. So yeah. This again kind of goes back to the type of person that. Captain America is is he's reforming villains and bringing them into the Avengers, right? Yeah. You're going from a team that was, you know, Iron Man, <laughs> Thor, Hank Pym, Wasp, Captain America, yeah. and even Hulk at times. Yeah. And now you're adding in three, you know, former villains. Right. And it's, it was interesting kind of take on the Avengers, but it worked. I say again, you know, that the first volume of Avengers, probably I'd say from some of it's hard to read and that, but if you have some experience in in kind of modern comics and going back and appreciating that story, yeah. reading from number one through to basically the origin of Ultron around like 56, 57, 58, yeah. those first 50, somewhere 60 issues, are they're great. Yeah. And just so much history there. That's good, yeah. That's, it's fantastic it's solid stuff. storytelling, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's great. And I've been listening to this book recently uh-huh. um, on um, Audible. Okay. It's called Marvel Comics, The Untold Story. Oh, right, right. And it's really cool. And it's, you know, I will say that the the guy that narrates it isn't great. (laughs) It's pretty dry. Um, But the story itself is pretty good. Once you can get past some of this guy, he gets a bit better as you go on and as you get into some of the deeper content. This goes into like excruciating detail. Oh, wow. Of not only the origins of Marvel, so you get Timely Atlas, but also the origins of these characters because they're so pivotal in this era. And it's going through kind of the ups and downs and, you know, how, you know, Jack Kirby and Joe Simon created and how Stanley revived. Yeah. This ups and downs of all, like the turmoil of the comic industry of the 40s, 50s, 60s, and that. Oh, yeah. And it's it's a fantastic listen. Okay, so let's get past the narrator. <laughs> but it gives you such a great insight. Like, it's so hard to go into the detail of Captain America because... Mm-hmm. Oh, 75 years of this guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd highly recommend going and checking that out. That's cool. You, as we move through kind of the, the comics and stuff like that into kind of your more modern era, like, I didn't... Re- I've never really read anything from the 90s. Right. As far as Cap or Avengers, anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. I kind of go from like the the Silver Age, yeah. right into kind of your modern, your what I always call your Bendis era. Yeah. So did Bendis pick up around when that unfortunate event of uh, the towers? 
2000 or, or sorry, 9-11. Yeah, yeah, he picked up... Was yeah, that him? Yeah, he was in that era. So Avengers Disassembled was like an issue number 500, and he mm-hmm. kind of picked up that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you get Cap kind of being... Yeah. So Marvel Comics, so we talked about, I think, about this before, but they kind of wrote in what was going on during 9-11. Yes. Cap was a big part of that yeah, storyline. that's right. And it was interesting to see how, you know, Cap yeah. reacted to basically this terrorist attack on his home soil. Exactly. Like that. And yeah. it was, it was, that's a really cool storyline yeah. to get into. Yeah. For all the Marvel characters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's great. And more recently, kind of through those 2000s, you know, Cap was involved in some of the biggest events. You got your Civil War. Oh, yeah. AVX. AVX. Yeah. Yes. And Secret Invasion. Yeah, Siege. Exactly. Fear Itself. All through that. And, oh, you, yeah. and you had that Winter, story, Winter Soldier storyline. Yeah. That reintroduced Bucky into the modern yeah. day, which I think was one of the most successful revivals of a character. Oh, for sure, because he's gone for so long at yeah, this point, right? So long, wow. and it was and it was that 2005 Captain America run by uh, Ed Brubaker. Oh, okay, I have talked. About, I'm not going to talk about it because I've talked about it kind of sad <laughs> awesome at times. But it's issue one. They kind of hint towards Winter Soldier. Yeah, and then you kind of I think it's of issue 11 or something like that. That they get, um, that they really start diving into the Winter Soldier storyline. Sweet. Just that whole run. Yeah. Like to me, Cap is fighting Hydra, Red Skull, yeah. Zemo, Zola, all those yeah. guys. And he's always surrounded by this, you know, similar cast of characters like your Nick Fury, Agent 13, yeah. Bucky, Falcon, right. right? Even to the point where you're getting. There's a long run of Captain America and Falcon. Right, right? yeah. That's right. In the 70s. Yeah. 60s. Or, yeah, 70s. 70s, yeah. yeah. And so these guys have been his sidekicks yeah. for forever, right? And even more more than sidekicks. You yeah. know, these, particularly in the last little bit, Falcons come out of the sidekick realm. Yeah, and really, and he's taken up the mantle to yeah. some degree as yeah. it was passed to him. Yeah, that's right. And you know, it looks like they're not going to step away from that, right? He's, I'm assuming the Falcon, because even in the, the run, there's a new Falcon now. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. So it's it's really cool. He's kind of this uh, Mexican immigrant that's come cool. in. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, and, and, and he's just in this comic with Falcon, basically? Yes, yeah, so yep. this new run that Nick Spencer, I think it's Nick Spencer, is doing. Yeah, so yeah. and then it doesn't look like they're going to, Falcon or Sam Wilson, I should say, yeah. is going to lose kind of Captain America. Cool. He's going he's gonna to be the man in tandem with with Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers which right? is cool because Marvel's been doing that now. now you know, you kind of have Old Man Logan and you have Wolverine. The new Wolverine. You have Spider-Man, then you have Miles Morales' Spider-Man, yeah. and you have Steve Rogers' cap, and you have Sam Wilson's cap. Exactly. So they're doing a good job of balancing those characters. Yeah, there's, yeah. you know, there's, they're not going at this, you know, there's only one single Captain right. America sort of thing. Yeah. We're skipping over a lot of Captain America stuff here. Yeah. You know, there, you get his origins, which, like I said, go back and check out. Yeah. And there's all, like, there's 70 years of stories. Yeah. We're not yeah. Cover yeah. It tons, in, tons. An hour 45 here. Yeah. And the 90s, you can really just skip through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's not a lot of great content there. No. I'm saying that not having read i'm sure there's a few good stories here yeah. and there there's always pockets of good stories yeah but i think if you're gonna read cap you gotta go to the, the start or even start with the bendis era stuff yeah because it's fantastic yeah. bendis brubaker kind of in that era just dive into it right and you know you can really leverage the movies because that a lot of that stuff is based around that kind of time frame the winter soldiers right. Civil war sort of stuff i'm gonna say spoiler here because you know there's a big part towards the end of civil war yeah we're not going to talk about it here because we're going to talk about it in a future podcast when we go through Civil War, but cool. it's the death of Captain America, right. Comics, right? And so that spun out of Civil War. We're going to talk about a lot about this in the future, but mm-hmm. that's just another, you know, it was telegraphed that he was going to die, <laughs> yeah. but it was essentially, you know, this this was a big thing. And oh, this is huge. where we saw Bucky taking up the mantle. It's huge. I think it's even, even on like TV, like news yeah. anchors were even covering like, you yeah. know, this guy's been killed. <laughs> and yeah, it's and it's a great story. I, I, yeah. Like we're gonna spoil the hell out of it. Yeah. Come time to review it a bit, but it's another 
one of these stories that it's it's just such a finite piece of Captain America's history. Yeah. And it's you have to read it. And it also it really propels Bucky out too as well because he 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 moves away from this this Winter Soldier thing. Yeah. And into and he dons the costume yeah. and he dons it for a long time. Oh, and I like it. I actually yeah. really like him in there. You know, it's it's Cap now with the gun again and the shield. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it plays out for a while, even to the point where Steve Rogers comes back. Yeah. And he doesn't take over for a while yet, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a great run of comics. It and is, eventually yeah. he goes back kind of the, the Winter Soldier thing yeah. and stuff. But it's interesting, too, like how, how they kind of, they didn't really say, like, Captain America just punched him in the head and all of a sudden his memories were back. You know, yeah. there, there was a story in there that weaved itself through. And yeah. he had history with Black Widow mm-hmm. because of his relationship to the Russian spy program and stuff like that. So that was something interesting in Winter Soldier. They, they didn't particularly hint towards was that he's actually Russian. Right. And they used the Hydra, which made a bit more sense. For yeah, the okay. Like but that's where the term Winter Soldier comes from, is that the winter was, the, in World War II, was the Russians. Ultimate uh, weapon. Wasn't yeah, it? exactly. Yeah. People, the Germans weren't able to break through because yeah. they weren't prepared. Yeah, so that's climate. kind of where the Winter Soldier moniker comes from. Right. Yeah, and it's in, and really kind of in the last couple of years since I've been reading comics, like you mentioned, AVX. Yeah. He was a big part of that storyline. And he was the one that Scott Summers actually blasted first. Yeah. That was like the first shot, right? Yeah, when Scott was like the Phoenix, or not even the Phoenix Force, just, no, no. just regular Scott. It was just when they came after Hope Summers, That's right? That's right. They yeah. came to whatever the island is. Genosha? Yeah, or? I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. And they're arguing over hope and stuff yeah, like that. Hope and Summers. Scott Summers gives them the blast. Yeah, that's right. That's what kicked off the AVX. Yeah. Eventually, spinning out of that was this Unity Squad, uh, Uncanny Avengers that Steve Rogers is still leading. Yeah, with Havoc. I think Havoc. Well, I don't know if Havoc's yeah, with him anymore. Havoc, yeah, Havoc, yeah, yeah, was the start of it there. Yeah. And now it's it's full of it's got cable Deadpool and I was saying this a bit before the podcast so yeah. it's blasted through the all the standoff tie-ins and Marvel like <laughs> killing me. They're great. It's the books are awesome, yeah. and this crossover event because it's like you have kind of an alpha book, and then you have to pick up. And I hadn't been reading New Avengers, I hadn't been reading Uncanny. Yeah, I've been taking my time going through stuff, but now I have to go back because I really like the Uncanny, like the dynamic of Deadpool yeah. with Steve Rogers with Cable with Rogue. Yeah, and they got Doctor Voodoo. I think it's Doctor Voodoo in there. Is that the one that teleports? Oh, no, uh, he doesn't no, teleport. He heals. But anyways, it's it's you look at the, the roster. I'm like, eh, I don't think I really right? like this. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not really going to get into this, but now that I've read this, even the book Agents of Shield, oh wow, which ties into Standoff, and it's just the characters from the TV show mm-hmm. in the comic universe. It's great. Like, yeah. like I really enjoyed reading those characters in yeah. comic form. Yeah, Marvel just I don't know what they're doing over there in their studios or their headquarters, but everything they're putting out right now in their comics have just been great. Yeah, like I, I'm loving everything from these guys right now. It's crazy, yeah. and and with that Standoff event. We get this issue that I talked about at the start. Yeah. It's Captain America, or Sam Wilson, Captain America, yeah. issue number seven. Cool. Where we get the return of Captain yeah. America. The original. And yes, yeah. exactly. And I think if you read the first couple of issues of Standoff, it's kind of telegraphed how it's going to happen. I won't yeah. spoil it because I know some people that this issue just came out. But um, it's really cool what they do. And I'm so happy to see original steve rogers back cool it looks like there's gonna be like i said two captain americas running around so this is gonna be interesting going into civil war 2 are they both in the same team uh, i can't sam, remember sam i don't wilson. think I don't so think they are, are they because they've been button heads a lot in yeah. the comics right because sam wilson he's been you know called a socialist or a communist stuff like that yeah because he's kind of taking his own route he's not he doesn't want to be part of shield or anything like right. that anymore which is a big thing part of what steve rogers has been for a long time yeah 
it's being part of shield right yeah and we're starting to see shield kind of deteriorate a bit and them kind of using or overusing their powers so you're starting to see them align a bit more but i do think yeah in some more yeah. too they're on opposite sides yeah interesting so you know as they are kind of best friends mm-hmm. and former partners and stuff like that there is a lot of tension there so it's it's, it's really cool in these comics you see that building Cool. But uh, I don't know. Have you ever read any of the Ultimate comics? Uh, a little bit. Like, I've read, like, the Ultimate uh, Spider-Man and stuff like that. Yeah. But the Ultimate, like, Avengers or just the Ultimates, uh, a little bit. Like, I, I kind of get the, the history of the characters over yeah. there. Yeah. So it's interesting because, so the Ultimate Universe is, like, this alternate universe. is supposed to be more, like, grounded. Yeah, and, modern, yeah. at least at the time. Exactly. Yeah. So they kind of retold a lot of, of the origins. And Steve Rogers was an, an origin that they kind of retold yeah it was basically the same thing you get kind of the camp Leahy thing that you got in the original origins of, of captain america mm-hmm. uh this is where the movie took bucky though being his friend his protector the late teen or whatever they right were right to. right and he's actually bucky turns into this like wartime photographer and stuff like that but they do play the the very similar where he's he goes right off to war and stuff like that in world war ii so they bumped up the timeline a bit so it was, I think, took place in '42 when America had already been in the war. Right. So it wasn't like a pre-war thing anymore. Yeah. And they, it's very similar kind of beats where he he gets on basically an A bomb and falls off yeah. while it was being shot towards Washington or the White House or something. Right. And then you get the the Ultimates finding him in later issues. Yeah. Very similar, kind of frozen in in the in the ice and that. Yeah. And so you see in the in the first Avenger actually it takes a little bit from the Ultimate Universe. And a little bit from, from his... 616. Yeah, it's yeah. 616 original origins. Yeah. And stuff that's been retconned back. That's cool. You know, the Ultimate Comics, they're a bit older now and the line's kind of dead. Yeah. But going back and rereading some of that, it's, it's kind of cool because you do see oh, even the Falcon costume and stuff like that is pulled yeah. from that portion. Oh, yeah. And, and some of the storylines too. For sure. And even the Quick quick. Quick witch, <laughs> quick silver and scarlet <laughs> witch. witch. Yeah. The mashup of those two. Yeah. The, the costumes are actually, yeah, a lot of the costumes are pulled. I'd say from the Ultimate yeah. Universe in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, eh? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's just more, more grounded and yeah, modernized stuff. Like that's yeah. where I can't remember exactly Sam Wilson's origins, but he has like the army pants. And yeah, kind of it's more of like a robotic arms, right? Or wings. wings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a really cool. So in the later Ultimate Comics, there was the Ultimate Comics or Ultimate Comics is the Ultimates. Yeah, is what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Because Steve Rogers had been absent for a good chunk of kind of that whole Reed Richards going nuts. Thing. Yeah. That's a really good storyline too. But he shows up towards the, the back half of when the states are in the kind of this big civil war. And, yeah. and Steve Rogers actually comes back and unites and actually gets elected as president. president yeah, yeah, President Rogers. But, yeah. So he was kind of a write-in. Uh, and so he takes up kind of the, the whole presidency as President Steve Rogers. Wow. He's still going out and fighting and stuff like that. So <laughs> it's really cool because that was actually referenced in the issue number seven. Of, of this the Captain no America way. book here that was just dropped. Basically, like he's almost at the brink of death, yeah. and he's reminiscing about all the different stuff that he's accomplished. You see images of of the the characters standing over him when they pulled him on the ice, and you see him with Hawkeye, Quicksilver, and Scarlet Witch, and you see him you see Sharon Carter, and then you see and missed opp- he says and missed opportunities or something like that, and you see him people saying you know elect Cap as oh president which is stuff. from another universe obviously yeah. which would be the ultimate. That's really cool. So it's kind of neat. Wow. So I, I really like that that storyline. It was, it was. I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember which one. They had interviewed the guy that was writing the Ultimate Comics at the time, and he mentioned that. And I was like, 
ah, maybe I should go back and check that out. Yeah. And that's actually what got me into the Ultimates line. Nice. And I went way back to, because this was like, at the time, it was like issue 25 or something. Oh, wow. And so I went back and started issue one and kind of read through there. And yeah. It's a really good storyline, really cool. good cap story too. Yeah. And they really treat his character quite well. Nice, nice. So it, yeah, that's, that's really cool. If you like the movies, you'll like that comic. Oh, for sure, right. But let's jump into some of the, the movies. You know, yeah. we kind of blasted through the comics there. And like I said, there's, there's so much. So much. Yeah. But that's kind of some of his more significant stuff. Have you ever seen the 79 or yeah. the 90s stuff? Oh, yeah. I've seen them both, unfortunately. Um, I don't know if that's Captain America or Super Dave. It's one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. The helmet, right? The helmet with the wings. Uh, Holy smokes. Uh, and there's the 90s one, which Matt Slinger, an actor, played Cap. And I remember watching it as a kid. Yeah. I think it was cool. And then, well, because the costume looked, like, it looked pretty accurate, yeah, right? it was good. Then. He had Red Skull, looked all right. And yeah. he was actually Italian, I think, not German. <laughs> and, you know, there's some goofy stuff in there. He's trying to save the president in this one, right? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was, it was different. But you know the thing is, when... We were kids back then, you know. We just we just want to see these guys on the big screen. Like we're not even thinking if the script's good, if the shots are good. No. Or anything. We just want to see Captain America on the big screen. Exactly, right? and that's or, that's a fantastic point right. about, about uh, film watching as an at. Like especially now with the podcast, I think we're a bit harder on things. Maybe, oh yeah, or we're looking for things to be better. Yeah, but as a kid, it's like Cap's shutting the shield. Oh like, yeah, this looks great. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> you don't really understand that, and but watching it now as an adult. Oh, oh. wow. <laughs> They've come a long way. <laughs> they certainly oh, have. Man. Certainly have. And, and when was that one? The nineties. There's the... nineteen ninety was one, and then seventy nine. There's these that one where he's on the motorbike and wow. like the frisbee shields and stuff like that. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like plastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, seems like him like fighting. I think those cats or dogs. He's fighting. Oh, ah, it's bad. But I remember the shield bending as they're yeah. touching it. The... Uh, oh, horrible. Them, yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, as if you're a cap fan or looking for cap stuff. Yeah. I'd say you know just skip it yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's no need to go back and no any no of that. definitely not you know and the thing is with the movies um you know i liked first avenger at first i thought it's pretty cool but i saw winter soldier and i just i love this still to this day it's my favorite marvel film but then going back to first avenger just makes you appreciate it more like yeah. the movie just gets better and better and you just like chris evans is just the best person for this role yeah i want to ask awesome. you about that because he yeah. was he was quite tentative at taking this because he's sure. signing on for like six movies or something like that or a trilogy plus a couple of avengers movies yeah and do you think he was the right choice for this definitely you yeah. know when i first heard it, i was like what human torch is gonna yeah. be playing <laughs> yeah. i thought it's horrible right and then as I, as I saw the movies and I saw the casting pictures and the costume, oh. that's when I was like, whoa, this is this is pretty cool. He's beefed up and he, he looks like Captain America right out of, you know, the, yeah, the Square the jaw. Yeah, it is awesome. I really like that costume from First uh, first Avenger yeah, a yeah. lot. It's cool they brought it back to Winter Soldier. Yeah, I really yeah. like that. Yeah, that's I, good. Because the, the Avengers movie, I didn't like that Power Ranger blue no, costume yeah, we had going on. That was too much blue. Yeah, too much blue, and they had like the bucket helmets. Yeah, was weird. yeah, which was weird because when you saw like the concept art, he looked great. Yeah, because right. all the concept art had the ears cut out. Yeah, all yeah, of it. yeah. Like, that's all you was. look on like the what is cereal boxes and you know the the card backs, the action figures, and yeah. everything. His ears were cut out right. all of it. And it looks fantastic. Yeah, but then they changed it kind of after they did the concept art. Yeah, and kind of because there's always that clip art, right? That's on yeah. all different things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, First Avenger, mm-hmm. so stepping into the MCU films, because this is what I would consider, you know, your real kickoff of oh, Captain sure. America film. Yeah. He was directed by Joe Johnson, so he directed The Rocketeer. Mm-hmm. 
Jurassic Park 3 also. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but uh, Totally see the Rocketeer, though. In exactly. This, eh? So that yeah. was one of the things that I think they hired him for. Is yeah. That, is that exactly, is, yeah. is the whole Rocketeer. And, yeah. And like I, as I mentioned at the top here is I love period pieces. Yeah. This was so well done. It really was. And it just put you right back into that 1940s feel. You know, you know, we're at war, yeah. you know, the secrecy yeah. and, you know, like going around the, the Stark Expo or the World Expo as it was called then, I guess. Oh, yeah. And, you know, everyone's in uniform yeah. and the civilians. The hairstyles. Exa- oh, was, the score behind the movie was wicked, right? So oh, well done. Man. And it's one of those movies, like you said, like I really enjoyed it the first time. Yeah. But now having more knowledge about Cap and also the other movies, going yeah. back and revisiting this and seeing all that they built there. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, there's a, quite a big cast of, of Captain America regulars that were put into this movie. Yeah. And you don't have the contextual background. There's guys like, you know, you get Bucky Barnes yeah. in there, Peggy Carter. Dum Dum Dugan. Exactly. Yeah. I love him, right? Yeah, yeah. Just a little brief oh, yeah. scene, you know. Oh, and the whole great. Helen Commandos thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's so great. And then you get your Red Skull, Arnold yeah. Sola. You get all the Hydra, the Hydra soldiers. Mm-hmm. I have nothing good say, good things to say about this. Like, yeah. you know, I, I might have a little bias there and stuff like yeah. that, but it's it's such a good movie. And like going really back is. to the Cam Leahy's thing, like mm. this where Steve Rogers was trained. Yeah. And then being an SSR base and that stuff that was kind of retcon back in the comic. But it's it's just it's just such a good movie as far as creating an origin story and propelling this character forward. Because it's sure. at times and even overseas, it would be difficult to sell this character. Yeah, right? that's right. It seems like that's totally gone by the wayside. Like you see Captain America, but he's almost like more than just like this America. American. Yeah. yeah. Because you know, America isn't and particularly even now, yeah. isn't favored by the world anymore, no. right? It's no. not like they were when Captain America was was first conceived. Right? Yeah. The America was, you know, the the big, strong, powerful, can do no wrong country. Exactly. Right? Yeah. He embodies more than just like this American kind of ideals. It's more of like just being a good person exactly. and doing the right thing. Exactly. He inspires people to really go out and do what he tries to do. Exactly. Just doing the right thing. Yeah. Definitely. And you know, and then the casting, like you got Tommy Jones, um, is it Hugo Weaving? Yeah. Yeah, that plays Red Skull. I, I wish he'd come back because I think he's great as, uh, as the Red Skull. I don't see them doing it. When they finished him off, like he just could have been transported to another dimension. Exactly, right? yeah. Because it's just the Tesseract. Yeah. And so he could always come back. There's always, yeah. Always, you know, and through the production and all that of Civil War, there's always these rumors. Red Skull's yeah. coming back. Red yeah, Skull's coming back. all the time. So yeah. I don't know because yeah. he said that he doesn't want to come back. Yeah, he says, yeah, I think he said like, you know, he'll do it, but he really does because he's contracted to, but he yeah. doesn't really want to do it. You don't want to force people. Like we no. saw people being forced into things in Natalie yeah. Portman in the past, right? <laughs> yeah. So what did you think of in the first Avenger, Skinny Steve? Yeah, okay, so that was uh, that's a little different, eh? When they kind of took his head and put yeah. it on that, that skinny frame. Um, I, I can't, it didn't take me out of the movie, though. No. Which is funny enough. When I look at it now, I'm like, whoa, that's that's kind of weird. Yeah. But at the time, I just, it, it didn't really bother me, actually. No, I yeah. thought it was really well. I was quite quite amazed what they did. Yeah. So I guess it was quite a complex shot. They had, I think I had to shoot it three or four times. Right. They had to shoot, like, a, one with Chris Evans, one with a small body yeah. double, one with no one there. Oh, because uh, they needed to basically, I guess, they cut Chris Evans out 
I don't know exactly what they did. Either put him on the small body or shrink him down. And then they had to reinsert him back into the scene. Whoa. But because they've cut him out, they have to reinsert him into basically a flat scene again, right? So it was a lot of work Definitely. that they put into this. Definitely. I think it came across pretty well. No, it really did. And then the transformation when he's just jacked. And, you know, right, away, right off the bat, the scene where he's chasing yeah. the, that agent down. I love that scene. That's probably one of my favorite scenes of that movie. Yeah, and he's, like, all down. bumbling because he doesn't really know how to use his legs. Yeah, and, and like he's that. just going through things. Like, he's yeah. so strong and he dives underwater and takes yeah. the guy. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a really good origin movie. Yeah. And, you know, we do see him actually in that movie. He has a gun. Yeah. And then we see him getting the shield from Howard Stark. Great. Another nice little tie-in. Yeah. Howard Stark into the greater MCU. Exactly. And you, you see the little cameo of even um, the original Human Torch. Yeah. In that yeah. Movie. yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. In the World's Fair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that. And the, the repulsor. So when he's trying to hover the car. Yeah. Kind of the prelude to maybe yeah. a bit of Iron, Iron Man's Man suit. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, there's a it's lot all of there. little things. And even... When they go to, uh, at the start, when they go to Norway mm. to get the Tesseract, and Norway is always associated with Thor, right? Yes, yes, yeah. And the, the the big tree, yeah. is where he pushes the box out of to get the Tesseract. And so that's the, the life tree or whatever oh, in Asgardian mythology. Cool. So there's kind of, there's nice ties to Thor, yeah. there's ties to Iron Man. And it was the movie that came before Avengers. Yeah. And you wouldn't think that a movie that was set in 1940 would be the appropriate movie to come right before Avengers. Right. But I think it worked really Definitely. well. Absolutely. And not only because like the MacGuffin was the same thing, the Tesseract, yeah. but it tied everything together, yes. right? Thor kind of stood out there. Iron Man was out there. Yeah. And this took elements from each of those movies and yeah. tied them in. It said, you know, look, this is a cohesive universe even going back mm -hmm. to this time, right? That, like I said at the start, that's what kicked off a lot of this for me. For was sure. This cohesiveness, this, you know, layers upon layers of, of, of storytelling that, feeds into other things For sure and you know it started off like um even peggy carter series yeah i think agents of shield a little bit does it kind of touch upon it at all a little bit or little is that bit. more of avengers it's more of, of that's more of an avengers okay. kind of post avengers thing yeah but even at times like they they do somewhat time into tie into ssr howling commander one of the guys on in agents of shield mm -hmm. his grandfather was the one of the howling commandos cool. and so there's reference to that nice. and even in one of the peggy carter's episodes she goes back and hangs out with dum dum duggan and some of the nice. guys from the movie so oh, it's an episode man. where they're it was post-war but they're running around kind of uh, a part in europe and you get those the yeah. same actors that's really coming cool. in and being part of of a peggy carter episode yeah, that's which is great. again really cool this universe building thing yeah yeah i love it so the movie's done a lot of things for that universe yeah Definitely. it has and you know we we're talking about last week you know a movie you shouldn't have to go back to a movie to appreciate it yeah but this again is one of those movies that is just, just that right it's oh, a lot of universe sure. building going on in definitely there. yeah yeah i love so, that one and then now we step into yeah. um you know he's crashed he's crashed whatever so yeah. they've taken that origin and he wakes up in new york oh yeah and they try to make it seem like 1950s oh, man i see well, he's boxing too or yeah. is that is that, that was start of a, that was start of avengers that so, one well that's actually so you're right yeah. it isn't first avenger but yeah. it's at the the stinger at the end yeah. So so there's the you get the Captain America running out into Times Square. Yes. Okay. And then yeah. Nick Fury pulling up and saying, you know, welcome to whatever whatever he says. Right. And then you right after that you get he's boxing. Yeah. And that's a scene from the Avengers, right. but that's the one. And then you get the the Avengers trailer. I right love after. that because he he punches the punching bag right off. Yeah. I love it. And you know, it's really cool because uh, when he finds out that he's not in the 1950s anymore, he hears the baseball and yeah. it's the baseball radio playing. Yeah. And he's like, wait a second, I was at that game. Yeah. I love how he calls that out. Yeah. 
And he just breaks through the wall and he's like, what? Where am I? Yeah. Oh, I love that. So good. Yeah, so, so good. good. With the Avengers too, which is interesting with Captain America, is similar to Gal Gadot with Wonder Woman. Yeah. They were filming Avengers before the first Avenger came That's out. That's right. Yeah. So people, like Chris Evans didn't know how people were going to react to his yeah. character. They like his portrayal. Right. I think that must be quite a nerve-wracking thing. For sure. And it came off really well, luckily. Yeah. And then we go into Avengers. We, we've already got his revival, so you've got his origin story. Yeah. And he jumps right into it. Oh, man. And it's... Yeah. You know, Joss Whedon kind of uses him as kind of the looking glass into the world to some degree in that yeah. movie. But at times, you know, with Captain America, there, there's that aspect of it where, you know, we're seeing a lot of the story pivoting around or to some degree pivoting around Steve Rogers. But other times I felt like they're kind of like, ah, oh, we don't really know what to do with him right now. That's what I felt. Particularly the Hulk scene on the helicarrier. Yeah. When he's out with Iron Man, he's just yeah. kind of flipping switches and stuff. Yeah. They're kind yeah. of like, I think he used a gun there actually too. Yeah, he shoots a couple guys. Yeah, 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 he does. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's my thing, because I remember walking out of the Avengers just blown away. I thought the Avengers was just incredible. Yeah. I loved it, but I remember uh, telling Courtney even, like, I'm like, you know, Cap could be a little, could be done a little better. Yeah. And I think in Age of Ultron, they, they do it. I think yeah. Age of Ultron, Cap's done really, he just gets better in each film. Oh, yeah, yeah. he steps it up. And, yeah. and Chris Evans, really, like, he was good in First Avenger. Yeah. But by the time he comes out of Avengers, yeah. it's particularly into Winter Soldier, oh, oh. he is Steve Rogers. Yes, yeah. Like, that's the cap everybody wanted yeah. right there. That yeah. Winter Soldier. And not taking away from what he did in First Avenger yeah. or, or Avengers, or Avengers. Even. What's cool in Avengers, too, is, like, that's when you get, you don't know who's going to take the lead of the team. Right. Iron Man looks at him and says, you're, you're a call cap. And he does, you know, do this, do that, do that. And then Hulk smash. Yes. You know? That's yeah, yeah. One of his best lines. I love lines. that. I love that. Or in that movie, Avengers, you know, the dynamic between Steve uh, Steve Rogers and Tony Stark, you know, put on the suit, put on the suit. Yeah. Like that, that scene just, oh my God. Just, and like, are they, oh. are they already sitting there for like an eventual right, battle right. between yeah, the two? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. As yeah, soon as me I heard too. that, I was like, oh, Civil War's going to yeah. be on the rise, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's And they've always, throughout the films, they've always. Been yeah, at each other the, bit, the right? wood chopping scene in Age of Ultron. Exactly. Yeah. And there's they've always had this different in ideologies and how to approach things and yes. you know, and it's and it's just two different people from two different eras. Yeah. And particularly this Captain America, more so than the comic Captain America, is really a man out of time. Yeah. A man in the forties put into the late two thousands or early whatever. 2000s. Yeah, yeah, but just technology all over the place as yeah. opposed to before. It's, it's right? the, the big contrasting in eras there is is what the comics. You know, I know there's kind of the shifting time scale in Marvel comics, but the movies really do demonstrate that kind of giant contrast oh, between yeah. where he was and where he is. Yeah, and this whole man at a time thing is it's just so so well put together. Absolutely. Um, just in in Avengers, one of my favorite lines, and this ties again back to first Avengers is. Yep. When Chris Evans first, when they get to Germany and they're Loki has got everyone on their knees, yeah, and the old man stands up and he says, uh, oh, yeah. "You know, we will not bow to men like you." And then Cap drops down, yes, takes the takes the thing on his shield and then stands oh, oh. up, and he says, "You know, the last time I was in Germany and saw a man standing above everyone else, we ended up disagreeing." Yes, I freaking oh, oh, love oh, oh. that line. That's incredible. Yeah, that's right. I love that. And it's it's just like it's. Such a great callback to First Avenger. Yes. World War Two. They're in Germany. And having that old German man stand up. And yeah. Say, you know, we're not bad to men like you and stuff yeah. like that. I, that. That just 
Wow. That, to me, that was one of the best lines in the movie. Yeah, I think I'm going to go home and watch this movie. <laughs> after, after thinking about that, yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, and then yeah. Loki calls him out right there. You know, oh, the soldier, the man yeah. out of time. Yeah, they, they, they just handled him so well, right? From from his lines to the action sequences. Like, in, um, we're just a soldier. You know, when he jumps out of the, the helicopter, he doesn't have a parachute. No, that's and, from Ultimates. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, 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 that's so cool, right? Let's jump into Winter Soldier now. And yeah. like, like you said, this is... One of my top, if oh, not the yeah. top. This it bounces it. around to the top for me. Right, that boat sequence. Oh, when he's whipping his uh, shield and he's just going on to the next guy and taking him out, throwing him off the boat, catching the shield, and uh, continuing to just go on that mission, that espionage, Captain America. It's, oh, the portrayal there is one of the best portrayals of any superhero, definitely I've ever seen. Definitely. And again, I know I have a giant amount of bias, <laughs> but just how the Russos handle yes. His fighting, yeah, the, just who he is. His mannerisms, you know, with him and um, how do I forget his name? Sam Wilson. Yeah, the beginning when they're running, oh, yeah. doing laps, like they sold me right from that bed. I was like, wow, I believe yeah. this friendship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, it, and it goes on because at first there I was kind of like, oh no, I hope they don't make like Sam Wilson to this like kind of comedic kind of oh, like, yeah. quippy guy. Yeah. They didn't go that route, which is great. Yeah, and they really do a lot of justice to that Falcon character as kind of a partner to Captain America. Yes. And yeah. Anthony Mackie's great in that role. Oh, yeah. He he owns it, too. Just Marvel doing some great casting all over, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. I know we're absolutely gushing over these movies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel, I feel bad because we just I've walked all over Manus, Batman yeah. vs. Superman last week. And we're just talking. Like, yes, there are some issues with these movies and stuff like that. But we're here talking. We're here celebrating Captain America. Yeah. So um, maybe someday down the road we can talk more about yeah. <laughs> the, the very minor flaws I see. <laughs> Not many. <laughs> But yeah, it's and you know his his uniform. I love the dark blue uniform. Yeah, oh, I like of, that. Yeah, the um, U.S. agent kind of. Yeah, uniform. yeah, yeah. The one that he gets after uh, Secret Invasion. Yeah, is it? I think when he becomes. I can't quite remember. Yeah. Or is it? The, I think it's the heroic age. Yeah, it might yeah, be. I can't. Remember. I can't yeah. yeah, anyways, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I love it. And he's wearing that now, kind of too. Right, as yeah. old uh, Rogers. Yeah, as old Rogers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have nothing but good things to say about this movie, and tying in the Winter Soldier storyline, like. Like again, that comes back to this Brubaker era. Yeah. It's, it's 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 interesting. Like we have Captain America's origins. You know, Avengers kind of a standalone, almost original screenplay sort of thing. Like there are some ties, a lot of ties to the cinematic universe or to the comic universe. But yeah. you know, we have seventy years of story, say, and yeah. they choose a story from two thousand five to adapt. Right. To me, that tells me how great of a story definitely, that is. Definitely. And you know, bringing back Bucky. And at first, you know, you see the Winter Soldier, like, oh, are they rushing this? Should they wait? Right. Perfect timing. Oh, yeah. And it fits so well into what they're doing Definitely. now with, with Civil War and bringing back Sebastian Stan, the yeah. same actor. And he's ruthless. Like, yeah. he's like the T-1000 exactly. from, oh, he's just great. He's just and, out to kill. Yeah, the portrayal and their relationship. Yeah. And when he first sees him, when he knocks his mask off. Yeah. And he's kind of like, oh, you know, who's that guy? On yeah. The Bucky's like, who's that guy? You know, how did he know my name? Yeah. And they go and brainwash him, and that whole that that whole thing too with like Cap being an enemy of the state. That's all straight from the comics, right? Right. And the Triskelion and all that. That's from Ultimate Comics. When he breaks out of the elevator and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that scene when he takes on everyone, he's like, "All right, guys," you know, and he takes them all on in the elevator. Just I love that, and he, and he stomps on the shield, and he, he clicks back yeah. onto him. I love just and the shots are great. That so that scene was in front of something. At an IMAX screening. I cannot remember what it was. Yeah, you know, you're right. Because I've never seen that scene in the big screen. Yeah, because that was... So I can't remember what that came out with. Yeah, I don't know what that I don't know. Anyways. But Iron it, Man so 3, that, maybe? No. I don't know. Or I Thor of the Dark World, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. It yeah. doesn't matter. Because when I first saw it, I was like, 
what are they? What's going on here? Why Great. is this scene in here? Yeah. And it was that whole ele- elevator fight, se- fight sequence, right? <laughs> so and good. if you ever go like on the, I think it's in special features or on YouTube, you can find it. You go and watch how they choreographed that fight. Oh, okay. And cool. how long it took to do, oh, and bet. like the choreography, like oh, it's just fantastic. Yeah. So but, much. Th- but the thing is, you know, people might think, oh, okay, we're biased towards Cap compared to Batman, but there's just so much, to me, there's so much thought put into these films. You know, from comic book fans, we can see scene by scene, from comic to comic, what they've taken, what they've left behind, right? I just feel like BVS was kind of missing some of that kind of stuff. Well, and just, and too, like, one of the big things that you and I had a problem with is the editing. Yeah. And the choppiness of it, and the inconsistency in taking you out of scenes by chopping it up. So you don't feel attached to anything, or you don't relate to anything. Exactly. You know, you're taken right out of it. Where this, a lot of these movies, particularly like the Winter Soldier stuff, like when we get towards the better end of the Marvel movies, yeah. is like you're, I remember sitting on the edge of my seat for almost oh, the entire, yeah. like from that boat sequence, yeah, right oh, through to the end of the movie. Yeah. I'm on the edge of my seat. Definitely. You're wondering yeah. what's going to happen, yep. right? And then you have that end scene in the in the helicarrier where him and Bucky are fighting. Oh, yeah. And you have basically Cap saying, I'm not going to fight you. Drops right. the shield. Bucky's like, you're my mission. You're my mission. Yeah. And it's so ha- handled so well. Yeah. And then you see kind of Bucky kind of have this moment oh, yeah. of clarity and he drags him up from the shore and then he leaves. Exactly. And yeah. then we see that whole thread picked up in Age of Ultron slightly. Where we slightly, have yeah. Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie, yeah, yeah. At the party. Yeah, coming again, we have, you know, our next Cap story is the year later. Yeah. And we're into Age of Ultron. Oh, I can't wait. You know, we get a great story of Cap in Age of Ultron as well, right? Yeah. We finally get what I think they're going to keep as the consistent suit. Yeah. They might change reds and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I think they took out just like the white sleeves so yeah. now it's just blue but it's it's pretty much identical. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's yeah. I think what they're going to have this darker blue. Yeah, which and I like. Again, you see this development of this relationship with him and Iron Man Yeah. and the team dynamic and again, him being this, like I've said before, this quintessential Avenger. For sure. He is the leader, right? Definitely. He is the heart and soul of this team. Yeah. We see that even towards, we're going to skip over a lot of Age of Ultron here, but yeah. we see that even towards the end when they're forming this new Avengers team, right? Oh, yeah, I love that. And like, he constantly has a struggle. Like, he doesn't know where he belongs, right? He's a soldier. He needs to be fighting a war. And, you know, this is the darker side of Captain America, right? Yeah. He's not happy unless he's fighting. Exactly. Members. He doesn't know where he sits. He's a soldier. Yeah. And when they're not fighting a war, because it seems like, you know, Iron Man's always talking to him about, you know, we're fighting to end the war. Yeah. Like, we're, we have, we're doing all this. And, and Captain America is kind of like, well, what do I do when you know we've now when the now we've, over. yeah now we found Loki's scepter? Like, what do I do now? Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm not part of Shield anymore. Yeah. Shield's gone. Yeah, and eventually they build up this whole new Avengers yeah. um, kind of team, team, right? Yeah, that he's the head of. Yeah, it's just more layers on this character. Exactly, I love it. and I hope they explore that a bit more in in Civil War. Is yeah. like. You know, because this is the end of the Cap trilogy, right? Yeah. And so the stuff that we've, the information we've got is this is very much the end of the Cap story. Right. And I hope they really do focus in on that. And they don't get sidetracked with Spider-Man or Iron Man. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, keep it in Captain America. Exactly. Because we need to close out this trilogy in a proper way. And yeah. I have a real feeling where this is going. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> to close yeah. it out. We'll, we'll see. But uh, yeah, going back to uh, it's Voltron, I think. Cap was kind of my standout in that movie. Yeah. I loved him. He, he was great. You really get to see him hold his own against uh, Ultron too. Yeah. The scenes where they're fighting, I'm just like, wow, he's he's great. Yeah. What he does, you know. And even in the start scene too, like yeah. us, and he, him and Thor having that dynamic. Yeah. Where, you know, oh, they've all lined up. And you know, <laughs> and, you know he throws the bike at the, the guy. Yeah. At the truck. That's awesome. And yeah. there's a lot of really good Cap fight scenes. Like the oh, choreography for sure. done for those movies. So and, good. Oh, it's, it's just so well it's done. It's incredible. You know, I know Age of Ultron does have some flaws. I will admit Yeah, that. definitely, definitely. It's not a perfect movie by any but means. But Cap the... is... 
Huh. Like you said one of the best parts of that movie. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's yeah. it's a lot of it's Chris Evans. It and, is. And he, he really just carries that character so well. Exactly. I know there's a lot of good writers in there and all that kind of stuff. Good choreographers and and stunt guys and all that that are yeah. are taking on big pieces of this. But you know that guy just emanates this yeah, character yeah. yeah i love it yeah it's great he just gets better each movie you know you can do small little nitpicks here and there but yeah. this this whole captain america kind of this trilogy and then when you get eventually to the avengers trilogy it's it's right now it's my favorite superhero trilogy yeah yeah um, yeah above and beyond even say you take avengers one and two like yeah. this captain america and this is a whole story like yeah. you look at the iron man trilogy there parts of it are good parts yeah. of it are flawed to me, you don't like Iron Man's kind of the same throughout the yeah, whole thing. He does I grow so. a bit, and you just see his character evolving somewhat. Yeah, but I think you're gonna get more of that evolution of character in like through Age of Ultron and through Civil War. Yeah, where Captain America, you know, we have three very distinct movies, definitely, but they all tie together so well. Yeah, and you see this evolution and this progression of this of this character through time, right? Yeah. Him adapting not only like as far as mentally but also physically like his fights like oh. his fighting style is different as we go through these movies yeah. and it's it's hides i just absolutely love this character oh, yeah. yeah i know i, <laughs> I don't I, know if you guys get that or yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he's great and it's a testament right he's been here for 75 years going on strong he's going to be here for another 175 years yeah. plus right he's he's, he's great yeah, the man at a time is a timeless character. Yeah, right? exactly. It's, it's, you know, as long as we have good writers, and I think going forward too, because the, the guy that's writing Sam Wilson Caps also writing this, uh, the new Captain America book that's coming out. Okay, cool. Um, so that comes out, I think you get your first glimpse on Free Comic Book Day. Yeah. And then also, actually, the Dead No More Free Comic Book Day too. I forgot to mention that. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's one of the one of the one shots there. Nice, nice. Um, anyway, so we're getting a new Cap book. Uh, we're getting a new Cap movie. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of one of the years of Cap. This is a big year for Cap. For 75 sure. years. And yeah, I think, you know, j- just to kind of wrap it up here, this is, like we said, there's so many stories to Cap. For sure. And we've highlighted just a few of them. Just, yeah. It's one of those things that, like, I, this character is always going to be someone I follow. Absolutely. Through the good, through the bad. Yeah. And hopefully more good than bad. <laughs> um, kind of going off of this now because we're, we're pretty much caught up. To uh, Cap coming into the new costume for the comic books. Yep. Do you like his new costume? Yeah, the I series? Can, yeah, yeah, I kind of like it. You know, I, I like I've always said I always crave more Cap. And yeah, Cap back to his original. And you know, when we we're talking about it a couple of weeks ago, the the authors at C two E two were saying, you know, he's fighting Hydra. Sharon yeah. Carter's back. Bucky's with them. Yeah. Falcon's with you know all these characters. The people that have surrounded Captain America for yeah. decades. Or back, and that's what I want. That's my yeah. cap story. Yeah, and his costume, yeah, it's going to change. I kind of yeah. like the, the new look. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. So even in this in this more the recent cap uh, book, there's mm-hmm. some backup stories. One by Joss Whedon oh. um, that take you back to kind of wartime, and you get kind of these in between stories, which is something that is done a lot in yeah. Captain America. They, people right. always going back and revisiting. World Wars, yeah, yeah, World War Two little little scenes or little adventures in between different adventures. Right. And so you're always, and that's one thing I always like is once in a while you'll get a great kind of one shot or like five issue miniseries yeah. retelling a story of, of Cap back in, in World sure. War II. And I For absolutely sure. love those comments. Yeah. You get those once in a while. So. Once in a while, because I think I have even, uh, it's a volume of the invaders yeah. and they come back into the current time. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but this is during when Cap's dead. Okay. I believe is weird. It's good. 
but is yeah, it's kind of a weird things. I remember the Avengers would be like, "Guys, Cap's back," yeah. and he came with like Submariner and yeah. you know Human Torch. So it's pretty cool. And it was uh, Alex Ross that did the cover, I believe, for this Beautiful. one. Beautiful yeah, stuff. it's a pretty cool volume. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like came out in, like two thousand probably six. Yeah, five. there was one that came out a couple of years ago that I was yeah. reading, which was again telling retelling stories. Yeah. in between other stories of the invaders and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, it's quite cool. Yeah, it's lots of fun. Yeah, definitely. So, Can't wait to see what uh, what's in store for for Cap in this new series. Yeah, I'm really looking forward yeah. to this new series and then Civil War. Yeah, and, there's you know there's a lot. It's, it's just really all around, guys. It's just great to be a comic fan, right? Yeah. Whether it's DC, whether it's Image, whether it's Marvel, Star Wars. There's this we, we're in a world right now where we're just getting like you know overdosed on this yeah, stuff, and I love it, it. It's never going to get better than this. I yeah, don't think it's yeah. you know at some time at some point in time this is all going to wear thin on people. Yeah. And these movies are going to start to go away. Yeah. And Star Wars, you know, we're getting one every year. Yeah. And not maybe for us, but I, I don't know. It's, to me, I don't ever see myself wearing thin on this sort of yeah. stuff. And I hope we can do this podcast for however long, yeah. right? I Every week, you know, we finish. We don't really, like, we have a, a list of, of stuff that we want to do. But every so often we have a couple holes. But we've never had to be like, oh, I don't really know what to do. Right. We come up, it's just like, you know, the next day we're like, well, why don't we talk about this next yeah. week? Yeah. And there's just so much stuff coming. So much stuff. That we yeah. never run out of things to talk about. Yeah. Which is, you know... <laughs> if you guys like listen to us, <laughs> we might be here for a while. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, you know, I've had tons of fun. Yeah, talking, absolutely. Talking yeah, it's a great episode. And, yeah. and looking forward to talking more cap in a couple of weeks with oh Civil yeah war and Civil war comic review yeah i was like hopefully next week we get to some star wars stuff blue yeah. content oh, yeah. rebels and stuff like that so definitely uh, look out for that i'm not promising that but it's likely what we're gonna do <laughs> most likely are we doing a review too or of cap's first appearance do you think we'll be doing one of those yeah we can yeah, yeah we Sweet. can go through in a little more detail maybe Sweet. when we talk a little bit more civil war something cool. like that uh, i'm happy to read any <laughs> cap we can even once we get yeah once we get the the new cap comic we can even run through that nice and, and you know kind of do a little little review or whatever for sure just talk about it in a bit more detail nice so. nice all right guys well for the nerd room i'm tim i'm troy and thank you for entering the nerd room I can't even enter. Uh, oh. Can't even entertain us. No, Q Sanjay. Q Sanjay. <laughs> Come on, man. Maybe maybe next week we'll get you. And if you're not here, a phone call in. <laughs> All right, guys, we're out. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. You can find our hosts Tim, Sanjay, and Troy on Twitter at the NerdRM1912 Podcasting and Troy the Boy eighty seven.